0: Everybody and welcome to episode 527 of Vigil Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparez coming to you from the Landon Justin and Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you wanted to be the you, Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreoncom slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now?
1: Uh fucking his own butt, keeping himself humble. R.I.P. the Iron Sheik. Oh. <laughs> Santista! Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh that was going to be my intro. I'll just go with the "fuck the Hulk Hogan" all caps, Matthew Allen. <laughs> You're going to fuck your own butt as part of your intro? Good lord!
1: Yeah, there's a there's a documentary on that dude on Amazon literally the bodyguard for the Shah of Iran like also really like an olympic
2: like, wrestling a legit yeah, yeah <laughs> olympic wrestling champion yeah he could kill you and he had kept having to lose to like <laughs> not, a anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and not anymore yeah not anymore special guest
0: co-host of welcome to the thing it's Woo.
3: it is Emmett Watkins Jr. back from one hell of a weekend where I didn't get to watch Spider-Man yet gosh darn it
2: oh, me no! neither man <laughs> I'm fucking tired of <laughs> am it am i the only Emmett... one here who's seen Spider-Man yes i uh, haven't yeah. seen it yet I mean, I, you know, I've, I guess I've never asked you this before. Any relation to Randy? Ooh, Randy, Randy Watkins. Watkins. Randy Watkins no. from Coming uh, to America.
3: God, that's a good one. You know what? I'm, I'm happy that you said that because every time <laughs> please, I say my name, that. it's either fucking the football player um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or... When I say my last name, I get the football player every time. When I say just the first name, I either get Lego or L. Woods' husband in the what? Legally Blonde movies.
1: I'm the only one who throws Emmett <laughs> Otter reference. Yeah, to I was gonna say. Yeah, well, you're the only
3: Otter person.
1: See, Aww. I think most people sure don't do know. That. They you don't know old Randy Watkins.
2: <laughs> most people only know the name of the band Sexual Chocolate, but they they wouldn't bring they wouldn't know that you know his name is Randy Watkins.
3: That's true. That's true. This is weird because there's a lot of like local businesses named Watkins, just like a shipping company named. Walk I to see it all the fucking time, and sometimes I'm like, "Hey, I'm heir to that fortune." Yeah, Not really. You to check in. You might be <laughs> entitled to some of that
2: money. <laughs> he exactly. believes the children are the future. Treat them well, and I will let them lead the way.
0: Yeah, Emmett. Uh-huh. Um, where can people hear or read more of your stuff?
3: uh You can hear me a lot of different places. Of course, welcome to the thing. Like you said, uh, podcasts I do with uh, TL Foster and Jared Green. That comes out about once a month. Uh, if you want more frequent. We also have uh, Spoonful, the show that I do with uh, Mario Pacquiao. That comes out about every other week, and as does the Players Club podcast over at VGU.TV. That's a video game show that I do once again about every other week. Did uh, so that's where have that name. Me.
1: That's a great name.
3: Oh, the Players Club? Yeah. What the? Oh, fuck? yeah. That's you nice. You know, the, the the impetus for that one was me just being like, "Man, I want to make a podcast, video game podcast. What is it going to be?" And I thought about the movie Players Club. Yeah. With I forget her name. I know Ice Cube's in it, and Mm -hmm. Lisa something. It might be Lisa Ann, but it's not the white woman. It's the black woman from all the sitcoms (laughs) in the 90s, but I forget her name. Um, But yeah, I thought of that, and then I got the uh, instrumental from International Players Anthem by Outkast and UGK, and now we will be doing it for over 100 episodes. And
2: and you have Spoonful, the world's only podcast dedicated to your love for Mary Poppins movies. I love that. I love (laughs) that show. I I listen to it all the time
3: we were really trying to think like because we wanted it to be a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down yeah. but like there's so many spoonful of sugars out there there's like a mm-hmm. doctor mm-hmm. podcast that's called that so eventually we of said course. "Fuck it, spoonful let's go with it um but yeah it's, it's really good and our most recent episode about zelda is the most viewed episode we've had by far it's like 200 views we've oh, never cool. had that much so very happy very successful. Nice. Um, and also, ejs 161 on Twitter for everything else.
1: Cool. I wish I was over Zelda. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna try not to bore anybody with it, but like, dude, I was great. over Zelda until Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, I, well, yeah, but to just keep discovering stuff and every single day, and it's just amazing. What an amazing experience!
2: You sent us a video today that was almost like a spoiler in nature, with like the stuff you can do with the stuff you can do with by f- certain fusions. It's like wow, they've thought of everything. I've been so using crazy.
1: dazzle fruits to like. Stun people like a
2: flashbang. Yeah, bang. they're flash bombs.
1: Yeah, the flashbombs. But beams, for yeah. for whatever you want to call them, any skeleton creature that comes out at night, they're insta kills, including their head. They just vaporize. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and <laughs> and if you throw them at things you need to aim light mirrors at, you can just keep shooting them at them, and you don't need to do any of those puzzles.
2: That's <laughs> the one that that killed me because I mean, some of those light mirror ones suck. It's just yes. like oh, you're messing with angles and stuff like that, and it's like wait, you can just do that? Okay, that's the cheat. All right, we'll do. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm holding on all my dazzle fruits now. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. You gotta they're amazing. Like grenade
2: though, puffshrooms I do prefer because they create the little smoke bomb where you can just roll Assassin's Creed style and start whipping on dudes because they cannot see you in those puffshroom clouds. It's great. Hmm. Or the what is it? The mud, mud, mud something yeah, will turn one. them against each other. So just shoot at the strongest enemy in a pack and chaos ensues. It's a good times. Well, uh, that is <clears throat> not
0: the only game that released recently. We had Street Fighter Six, little little mm-hmm, game, little mm-hmm. boutique indie product known as Street Fighter Six that came out last week, and it is captivating. Have you Have you guys had a chance to play it at all?
3: Um, I, mean, the demo. I- I had a chance to play it just for like literally less than 30 minutes. Uh, like I said, I had a hell of a weekend. I was actually up in Florida, or I guess what? down in Florida, oh, I'm wow. in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, Panama City Beach for a bachelor party. And my Pretty friend right. was getting married this weekend. Club LaVilla?
1: Is that what we were doing?
3: Oh, no. No, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. Uh, we, they just had a house on the beach. We were there for a couple days. But um, my friend, big Street Fighter guy. So I said, hey, you didn't bring your PC. I got my Steam Deck. So we got it out, broke it out, let him play it for the first couple hours, and then I hopped on a little bit as well, and yeah, it's fun, but it's one of those where... I like watching it more than I like playing it right now, but mm. I want to play it more so I can get the familiarity on it because fighting games not always my forte. So Street Fighter Six is definitely one I want to get into. It just looks so lively, so vibrant, you know? It looks so inviting. I, yeah,
2: I right. think I'm the only guy who it hasn't is. really
3: played it a lot here because I... And you're the I, one who
0: would like it the most, I think, because that really? world tour mode is basically Yakuza. I love it. Like, I love it. You yeah. wander around a big open world, and it, but instead of like, okay, so you still get like squads of goons running at you if only there was a shorter mm. way to say that goon squads running at you to, to pick <laughs> fights but you can also pick a fight with almost you everyone you squad. see yes.
2: Little old ladies, uh, like, uh, yes. sure, I'd yeah. love to fight. Old and you'll boys. usually get something for your trouble, right? Like a hat or something. Or, like, you know, experience
0: points, usually. It's an RPG. You're building your character. And- the reason I haven't played, I have a good
2: excuse. Mm-hmm. I was at Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, that, that part's is, real. That is
0: an excellent excuse.
2: Visiting my uncle who works there, yeah. and now I know all the secrets. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Yeah. Can't tell them to. So Metro Prime uh, 4 no. is this fall. Yes. Okay. Thank you. One of, one of those <laughs> things is true. I, yeah. I was at Nintendo this Super episode. Mario oh, yeah. 6. Can yeah. Ninja
0: Turtles versus Super <laughs> Mario. You heard it here first. It's coming. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Yeah, it, well, I'm
1: not. I'm not like a Street Fighter player, really. I might have it if I if my Steam account hasn't been completely hijacked. I have just stopped paying attention to the emails of people trying to steal my Steam account. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'll pick it up in a sale, maybe. But I'm not. You know, I'm not a multiplayer fighting game guy, so. You don't have to be. I'm a single yeah, player fighting game spend guy. Spend like 60, 70 bucks on something like I will not play while Zelda is out. Is mm. this
2: one a full 70? I think it feels like it is. I think it it's 60 is, right? actually. It
1: is 60. Is this one yeah, still 60? Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Capcom hasn't crossed the 70 threshold yet. No. Oh yeah, you will like
1: minute. it now when they're late to the party.
2: Monster Hunter yeah. will definitely <laughs> be 70 next one. Yeah,
0: you
1: know.
2: and I mean. And
0: and I should clarify yeah what I was saying about like you can pick a fight with anybody you are not Taking a fight with other players necessarily. I mean, I guess you could, but it's just like here's a bunch of NPCs, and you can see like, oh, which yeah. ones have I already fought? Do I want to fight them again now? Okay, uh, but you you will unlock a skill tree. You will unlock mo- special move slots. You will learn from various Street Fighter characters and add their moves to your roster. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and- and that's
1: why I'm the most fascinated with. This game in particular, but it just yeah. I'm not in a huge hurry to do it.
0: And and there's also like a, a an arcade mode that you can play. That's like you know it, it knows why you're there. It's like okay, here's five fights, and then you get your character's ending. Bam, done. Oh yeah,
2: I heard you can adjust oh, that, you- right? You can make mm-hmm. it either five or more. It's yeah, yeah, love yeah that. but
1: it defaults to five, so it's like it's a very short arcade ladder. Oh, that's awesome. I, I really miss getting a new Street Fighter game and playing through the endings. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can
0: you can do that right off the bat. And the one thing it does that kind of tripped me up was like it introduces this new modern control style, which is it's right. sort of like Smash That's Brothers, what I want to try. yeah, a little bit. But World Tour, like the the big RPG mode, basically forces you to use that until you like after you In finish the like the first chapter. And it's like now you can switch to classic mode if you want. Um, for me, it was driving me nuts because I'm just like you know. I've, Street Fighter 2 player going back to, you
2: know, the 90s and it's just Mm -hmm. like, this is how I'm used to playing just let me play how I want to play uh, that just gave me a great top five idea for a future show. Games who pioneered entire control schemes. Mm. Like, so many games ripped off Street Fighter's whole quarter circle oh, yeah. button, but uh, you know, punch or kick button thing. Like, oh, man, I love that. Yeah. How can you how can you not use that mode if you've been playing that way your whole life? That'd be, exactly. be tough not exactly. to do that.
0: So it's a little bit of adjustment. But then you... you get to switch over and for me it was like a weight being lifted off my shoulders like ah now i can play this the way i want it, to it, and beat up every grandmother or shop girl or hot dog stand vendor that i see it's <laughs> it's fantastic
2: steve uh, martin worked hard on that movie mike you shouldn't beat up shop girl that much all right she's, wow. she's it's fine fine <laughs> film. shop girl reference so he actually wrote the book yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, you did. Oh. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I respect
0: the Come to me for more Steve
1: Martin facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of obscurity, you had a top five idea, Matt, that went through
1: a few permutations.
0: Like, oh, what about most obscure Street Fighter characters we want back? And then, like, you know, I, I got into the weeds researching it, and I was like, well, what really counts as obscure? How about, yeah, like, as far Weird. as like.
1: Merchandise, like no Street Fighter character is ever really dead, and rarely Mm. makes one appearance. There's so many ways they can show up, especially
2: in the in the days of DLC. Mm. I think that's where we started to get a challenge. Is like they've kind of brought most of most of them back at some point, but remarkably, no, we were able to kind of morph the list to be like the weird. Is it the weirdest that we're doing? Uh, It's not the weirdest. It's weird ones that we want back. That we Mm, want back. Because there's some weird ones that that can stay dead like I yeah we don't we don't need them to come back it's like uh, yeah you, you there was a reason they never put you in a different game you kind of were no fun to play but, but these are the ones that were like hey yeah. we love these weirdos and we want them to play them again in a new Street Fighter game I
0: really only went with like two criteria that number number one I didn't want to talk about characters who've been in Street Fighter V because it's like, well, they're recent enough. There's a pretty good chance they're going to come back as DLC. They're they're like some of
1: the only ones when you look at that that chart that like one appearance and like, but it's five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't count. Like they could still come back. But
0: no, no Fang, no, no Dan Hibiki. I think even he came back for five. Fang is weird as fuck. Yeah, he really is. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> also just cut out all the Street Fighter EX characters because uh, the developer, Aww. Arika, took them and made its own fighting EX layer game. So it's like, well, technically they're no longer part of Street Fighter, if that series sure. was ever no, ca- I, like, quote-unquote I, I canon you that trailer. to begin with. They,
1: they, they, you could- Play a for yeah, there, DLC.
0: There is a Skullamania skin for uh for G. It's it's okay. costume.
1: But and, it's and, not... and Street Fighter Five. Uh, I thought that was amazing because that means they had to license someone from a Street
2: Fighter game. Who, who yeah. was born in a street <laughs> someone Fighter in game. one of their own
0: games. Yeah.
2: What um, about I mean, does I mean three itself has always just been this oddity full of characters that nobody oh, yes. really cared about? Like it's yeah, it's it's its own different I theme didn't learn a shit about Street Fighter Three until I worked
1: at Capcom. Like I missed that Almost got a little third strike, but like we
2: never saw it anywhere. In in is it the case that they all take place between two and three? Like everything since three, like comes before three. Three is chronologically (laughs) the last
0: game in the series, like Fast
1: and the Furious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, yeah, that's exactly what
0: it
4: is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just realized that. I I think is it? Am I remembering correctly that they kind of pulled like a Transformers the movie and murdered a lot of their cast? So like. They wouldn't canonically be able to be involved. In Street Fighter, no. I, no, I think they were Fighter, just. In Street Fighter 3, that's why it's like all a mm. bunch of like non famous uh, weirdos.
2: Well, I mean, it takes place many years after the events of 2, and so I think the yeah. assumption is some are probably dead by then. Mm. But, well, uh, I, I, but I think they had to put Ken and Ryu in, right? Yeah. It was, like, it, well, it I mean, was
0: originally going to be an entirely new cast with Alex as the new main character, and like hmm. they just eventually caved to pressure and it's like, okay, fine, we'll put. Ken and Ryu in there. They need to be in there, I guess. And then, you know, as you know, fans yeah. wanted like we want the Street Fighter two characters back. And so, like you know, in in I think Second Impact and Third Strike, they started adding more and more of them. Chun Li eventually came mm-hmm. back, and a bunch of others. But talking about three is actually a pretty good jumping off point to talk about this
3: guy. Number five. Oh
1: you win. Oh! All right, that's cool.
0: Um, futuristic cyberpunk opera singing dalzim like character. uh Anybody Don't remember this it. guy? No. Tell us the name. <laughs> Necro. Okay. Or yeah, Necro. <laughs> yeah. uh this necro is he's a mutant who was changed through experimentation by the secret society run by gil the fire and ice boss of street fighter 3 When things got really weird and he's generally a good guy he looks really strange uh but he hangs out with his girlfriend named Effie, who looks like Roll from Mega Man, and uh, will come in on roller skates and join up with him when, when he does his victory poses sometimes. Ooh, out wait. of
4: my way! Yeah, they're
0: both saying out of my way. Uh, he's got a very distinctive vocal style.
4: Electric snake! Let's get it on! Hey, freak this! Yep. Yeah.
2: Okay. It's like Early Auto Tune songs. Yeah, irgendwie. kind of. I would okay. Say a computer love ad lib is what he sounds a computer like. Computer love. Like, yes, <laughs> it does. Computer love.
3: <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg with a vocoder in his mouth to walk up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, he's like if you crossed a person with an electric eel. He's he's got stretchy limbs like Dalzim He can do a bunch of like really weird, bendy, spinny attacks. He's got uh, electrical powers. And really, that's about it. And you know, he's he showed up a couple of times in subsequent Street Fighters. I think there's a cutscene in Street Fighter Five where like he shows up in Rashid's contacts on his phone. We don't really know. They do that. Yeah,
2: they they do a lot of cameos that way, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be someone in the background or something like that, or yeah, love that. Yeah, I'll yeah. You. This this is a weirdo. Like this, because he looks like. Which character am I thinking? I mean, there's Stretch Armstrong, hmm. but uh, I guess the Fantastic Four, you know, the the Reed Richards type character, right? He's mm-hmm. got the, the stretchy arm thing going on, yeah. You know, which, which they'd done with the Dulcim, and then he's got the electricity thing, which you know yeah. they um, did from Blanca. Then so. he looks
0: like a Punk Nosferatu or something,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> right.
0: Had that really cool. Like he looks.
1: Sp-
2: I, maybe I have Tears of Kingdom
1: on the brain, mm. but he looks like I think he did yes. those white Horriblins wearing a human face.
2: Mm. Oh God, those yeah. those guys! <laughs> those guys are so creepy. The ones that give you the monster masks—is that the one you're talking about? The one that oh, keeps that... eating the bubble gems?
1: Oh God, that guy is
3: frightening. Ah! <laughs> I'm mad
1: <laughs> at right. Feed me.
3: I'll give you clothes. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, I'm looking at this guy right now. Mm-hmm. It's very ironic that he dislikes helicopters because his arms could easily make one. Oh yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't Lord. doesn't
0: need them. They're redundant in his world. He just you know spins around and flies. I guess.
2: Um, See you later, guys. He looks, <laughs> he looks a bit like what's the Soul Caliber character that uh, uh, Voldo? He he looks like hmm. he could be related he's to got Voldo. A in some universe to him, yeah, yeah, stra- his, little, yeah. He's 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 in has full Necro leather straps. Here. Made a 3D appearance yet?
0: Um, I don't think so. I think he has only been playable in Street Fighter Three, uh, and yeah, but he he is just a really fun character to play as. Like the the flailing limbs, it kind of takes me back to like. Oh yeah, this is how Dalzim used to feel, or just like yeah, I can I can kick halfway across the stage, but basically like you can you can button mash with this guy and he'll just start flailing all over the place and like yeah I feel like I'm doing a bunch of damage. This looks neat. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> my looks of character. Mm-hmm.
1: He moves like Plastic Man, hmm. just uh just like he has no bones.
0: Yeah, and he's he's kind of a goofball too. Like he looks a little bit scary, but like now nah, I'm cool. I fight for freedom. What? freedom of what <laughs> himself to not mostly, use street fighter 2 characters yeah. maybe that was have...
3: a cool catchphrase when this game came out but now nah yeah. <laughs> we have spider punk in the fucking spider verse movies like, that's nah. true that's oh true God. anarchy's
1: cool He's again so much cooler oh yeah back in the 90s we were really into freedom mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> yeah we, we had freedom as draw. opposed
3: to now yeah we yeah. all oh, hate no,
1: freedom no it's it's a fucking slap bracelet freedom mm-hmm. to yeah people now. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah <laughs> Ain't wrong. All right. Look back at curious curiously. Uh,
0: Necro. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool, but um, I think s- someone a lot less weird. But well, I- I'll let you guys decide. He's got his own aesthetic.
4: Number four. You you perfect.
1: Uh, best best diss at the end of a fight. Tell us who it is, Michael. Don't make us guess.
2: It's Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Everyone I loves love Dudley. this old this old timey bastard. This this Brill Cream using, uh, gonna gonna go get a, a classic shave like a straight edge razor shave in a barber shop and then drink a mug of root beer. After. Yeah. He looks like. He looks like the character from Root Beer Tapper just became yes, a Street Fighter, but, but, but he absolutely.
0: only drinks tea because he's also a, a very proper
1: British stereotype. He is
2: very British. That's true.
1: Well, that's, that's that's what I really liked about this list because I've highlighted a bunch of times. Like one of the things I love about Street Fighter is that it's like organically diverse, mm-hmm. based on like one. If a territory is playing more Street Fighter, Capcom will make a character representative of that territory. What I, we never talk about in that conversation is they still want deliberately weird and, like, blue characters, too. <laughs> and <they're, laughs> those might be my favorites. Uh, so I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. But, yeah. but Dudley's kind of both. Like yeah, a man at a time.
0: Dudley is, is just very strange because, like, okay, he debuted in Street Fighter 3, which, again, is a game set in the future. And he's, he's just this old-timey boxer who... I, I, if you watch his cutscenes, he never takes the gloves off. Even he's sitting there drinking tea, tea at his, his country estate, <laughs> and
2: yeah, he's got his gloves on as, as he's admiring his roses. Uh, his
3: newborn child with gloves.
2: On. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's very much in the vein of Vega, right? Like you can tell he's 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 got some vanity going on. Oh, has yeah. the rose he's, thing. He's he a bit of an
0: aristocrat uh, stereotype, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's exemplified by one of the best win quote put downs ever: gutter
1: trash. Just <laughs> I mean, like he he is kind of like the the literal embodiment of Queensberry rules fair, uh-huh. uh, yeah. fair, clean fighting is
3: Dudley's thing. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say before that clip came on. I'm looking at this dude and first off, he looks like he called me a ruffian. Mm-hmm. Or like slurs that are older than me. Like, yeah. just like type of
2: guy. All of us would be hoodlums or rap scallions mm-hmm. to this guy. For exactly. Well, dude was a great. Dude met Great Gaxby. Yeah. But he's yes. he's <laughs> yes.
0: almost respectful when he meets Balrog in his rival cutscene in Super Street Fighter Four. Can I help you, sir? Hmm.
1: You mean to tell me this little whip is supposed to be the British champ? You gotta be kidding! Hey
4: take me on will
0: does your rudeness know no bounds sir very well then far be it from me to turn down a challenge
2: and from a fellow pugilist (laughs) this is how i want to believe mike tyson and lennox lewis interacted with each other when they finally met because they're both like that's that's who like they're drawing inspiration from like lennox lewis was this total like gentlemanly british boxer you know very prim and proper versus like tyson very balrog his uh, right? children but, uh, mm-hmm. yes yeah. <laughs> i take my hand ear. off to him <laughs> yes uh but no but uh yeah he's that's he's so gentlemanly i love it yeah. i
0: love it yeah yeah
2: mm. also
0: street fighter 4 is not his only 3d appearance he also made it into street fighter cross Tekken. And as you might remember, Mm. that game revolved around tag teams and the story mode had canonical tag teams. Uh, His was with Elena, who also debuted in Street Fighter 3. And their meeting might be the dumbest thing you will hear today. Excuse me, but may I help you, young
4: lady? Hello, sir. My name's Elena. And I was summoned here by your chief.
3: Dudley's interest in Elena's words was piqued as he realized what tree she was referring to.
0: Or in his entire garden, this tree was the only one transplanted from Africa.
5: It told me that the two of us must journey to the South Pole.
0: Yeah, a tree from Africa told her to come seek Dudley out and journey to the
1: South Pole.
2: Right, that's how that works, man. Mm-hmm. But you're not—you're not balking at the green guy who can electrocute himself, but you're worried about that being in the fiction. that's <laughs> like, yeah, why you're fight. seeing it's, that mass
1: immigration from Africa to the South
3: Pole. It's just—it's
1: a natural. <laughs> it just happens.
2: Maybe it's yeah, just her I, voice acting, but this just sounds like a Doherty Explorer episode. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. You're right. So let me ask you something, Emmett, because I know these jokers don't. Are Do you follow MMA at all? Ooh, uh, nah, not at all. I know, like, okay. one or
3: two things from people at work talking about it, but I don't genuinely nothing.
2: So so one of the trends, like, I... I Follow it loosely because I, I like you know combat sports. One of the trends I've noticed is like when MMA first started, it was a lot of well, when it first first started, it was a lot of like uh, people thinking it was blood sport, like it's art, you know, fighting styles going against each other. Eventually, everything just sort of became the same fight, ground and pound. But in recent years, I've noticed more of a trend for like it. It used to be people are like, well, yeah, a boxer can't really hold his own in MMA because someone will will tackle him, take him to the ground. But now, striking is regarded as like this art that you. You need to have in your in your arsenal to be to be able to be a good boxer, but also if they try to tackle you, know, to know how to wrestle. And it's like, I love that about this is like he is a boxer in a mixed martial arts world that just mm-hmm. is very much a boxer. Like the moves he's doing and Balrog, it's just like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm boxing. I'm no I'm kicks. I'm not going to kick. Yeah, no yeah. kicks whatsoever. And You've I'm going to beat your ass series. with boxing. Mm-hmm. Like I am going to <laughs> move out of the way and get you in a corner and just wail on you with boxing. And it's it is fun as a boxing fan to appreciate that that part of this character you know John yeah. is as a don flamenco fan to,
1: <laughs> to see a really
2: buff version of, of him
1: in a street fighter game true yeah
0: i also love that his his storyline in his first appearance is just he's going to fight gil because gil stole his dad's car
1: and so he needs <laughs> to get the car back. I really thought that was going to be more special, like his dad's <laughs> Vietnam butt watch. Right? Or <laughs> no, <laughs> it it's just, a really nice
0: car. It's, just a, it's <laughs> a really nice classic car, and as he's
1: driving it home, the steering wheel
0: comes off in his hands. <laughs>
4: this
1: style just, of vengeance is not reserved for just John Wick.
2: <laughs> was, oh, that a, was that an I think you should leave reference, or does does the steering wheel really come it off in really his hands? It does really come off in his
0: oh, hands, <laughs> but I did realize it's, it's, as I was wow. saying it, it's like, yeah, it's basically an I think you should leave reference. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, like no, it's small. okay, it's okay, and he puts it back on. So
2: was it was it small and stinky? The car?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a big it old like 1920s convertible.
2: Oh, Boy, howdy, Mm-mm. not even special.
1: Mm-mm. No, and no. I I just I can't call the person out, but someone who has been in our show, who's a lovely person, was one, we were once playing Street Fighter, I think three, and he he chose Dudley, and I'm like oh Dudley. And it's the type of person who would never say this, and he just goes, yeah, Dudley pushes Kyle's shit in all day. And we all laughed for like 90 minutes and like, please don't tell anybody I said that. And he said that while fighting. Uh, but it was the type of person who would never say that. All right. And that's I what think I think kind of every time I think of Dudley now. Uh, do right. Yeah.
2: He he would do it cleanly though. Would never do that dirty. He was just like no. He's he's clean, the cleanest fighter there is. He's. he's very I mean, clean. if he
3: never takes off those gloves, how clean can he be? he'll <laughs> stink by now <laughs> Maybe don't, maybe it's like a
2: Howard
0: Hughes thing where it's like it doubles as like hypochondria. Where like oh, I don't oh. I don't ever want to touch
1: the world around me. Yeah, it's so it's, disgusting. It's, it's funny that yeah. we made fun of those fucking Balrog Street Fighter animated series of him typing a keyboard with the boxing gloves on. <laughs> All of these <laughs> cutscenes are like that, exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> on yeah, purpose. He, he, they never come off.
0: Although, yes, again, he's very genteel even when accepting uh, invitations to fighting tournaments. An international fighting tournament. Hmm. I'm not one to turn down a good bout. But I find this invitation to be lacking in the social graces.
4: Hmm. This garden could use some new roses, couldn't it?
0: Perhaps this is a good time to embark on a trip after all. Mr. Gotch, prepare a reply to this invitation at once. Yeah, he's, oh, you know, maybe I, I should go out. I can get some roses while I'm, you know, fighting people around the world. Teach I Teach them some manners. Mm-hmm. I
1: couldn't help but note. I'm not familiar with that cutscene, but the theme sounded like the the operatic alien from Fifth Element doing the Soul Glow commercial. It's <laughs> <be. laughs> like <laughs> Very much enjoyed that. Uh, I think that's, that's a hell just of a combo. As, yeah,
0: that's just a Street Fighter Three theme or a remix of it but uh yeah
1: anyway but again wouldn't recognize it because I have we not said that on the show we all were anxiously awaiting Street Fighter 3 did you ever see Street Fighter 3 in the wild i never did i did yeah once. a
0: couple times
1: no yeah. and we were looking when for it one uh yeah i think we 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 saw one at a gas station like years after mm. we cared as much
2: but like yeah, I, Street, Street Fighter Three we could not find in our arcade. I remember seeing it, I was fascinated. So like there was an arcade when I went to school. Underneath the student union, like the basement had a small arcade. And it was one of those things like someone had to tell me this thing existed, right? I was like, Wait, wait, what do we have an arcade here? And I went down and I was just shocked. This is like my first year of college, and I'm like, Wait, they made Street Fighter Three? Like nobody's talking about this. It was it felt so obscure right. for a thing we'd been waiting literal years for which now looking back it's like oh god it was only like four or five years but it felt like ages No back it felt then. like a long
1: because we had like 16 Street Fighter 2s
2: and then when yes. 3 finally came out Japan
1: was like this is an arcade thing it's leading with arcades console ports aren't a priority and they eventually came but it, it felt like Decades passed before, so I
2: had you know to I, tr- I tried it out of curiosity, and I immediately walked back over to Super Street Fighter Two. I'm like, okay, this is more my <laughs> speed. I like this game much more. And it should yeah. it should
1: also be said, like uh, I think, at least in America, that Street Fighter Three Xbox Live PSN version of Street mm-hmm. Fighter Three that really brought a huge audience into it because it was a really well balanced and uh, playable 3D or Street Fighter Three on, with online like I didn't even know that much about it but I just remember I was with Maximilian dude at Wave Forward and it just burst out into a Street Fighter 3 party just and like wow all right this game finally found its audience like 10 years later but <laughs> so a, uh world's it, first Street Fighter 3 party <laughs> it totally passed well I think that, again I think that PS360 version gave it a new life uh
2: and found I would say thousands of new players that way you know how weird it was waiting for Street Fighter three. We almost got Street Fighter Alpha three before we got Street Fighter three no, proper. I, th- I think like, we it was did. That close. Did we? Alpha three was ninety eight. So whenever <laughs> I think I think technically three came before, it, but it, it was they, like, yeah, I don't know. They it, felt it felt I don't really know what to so with the console ports of three, and the
1: fighting game communities I was in were all were, were would play Alpha before three, and then yeah. once Marvel vs Capcom came out, it's like it never happened. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that's that's why like 3 is like yeah, I totally missed it. Uh completely.
0: It was on Dreamcast. It was. And, yeah. and I don't Bird I trajectory. don't I, it was it ever on PlayStation 1? I don't think I it think was. I think there
1: there was a version on PlayStation 1, but remember hmm. that was like I, I think the CPS3 was like kind of hard to port over to consoles in that generation.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember and, they did Darkstalkers 3 and like that didn't have enough RAM so that like, right. they couldn't do a lot And of the, the Saturn had that animation? RAM card. It, could,
1: it was the only one that could run a, like a comparable version of Street Fighter versus X Men. It, it's weird to think about because like the PS2, they could have caught up, but I just don't remember much fan for 2D fighting games at that point. Uh, sure. Yeah, weird. Sure.
2: I'm sure I have access to this because I do own that Street Fighter 20th Anniversary or 30th, anniversary, whichever it's. I think it's 30th Anniversary Collection, mm-hmm. which I think. Think has three on it, or maybe it not. Maybe it's only no, I, all the Street I, Fighter two. I can versions, tell you because
0: right? I just bought this yesterday on Steam for okay. ten bucks. Uh, yeah, it's so good. So I was like, I don't it. want to go find my copies of this. I will just get them all in one place. And so yes, it is all the Street Fighter two, Alpha, and three mm. games. It's and it's fantastic. well done,
2: right? Because it's it's like a Frank Sefaldi joint. I think he worked on that. Yeah, it's it's, 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 digital it's, it's digital full extremes. of museum content. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Digital clips, up, which, which, which I really would mind, like digital clips. Before
1: the show, I probably should have like messed around with three a little bit because it's shocking how even like four. I probably put like a dozen hours into each version, just mm-hmm. dicking around. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah.
2: nowhere close to that, man. I'm t- it's a total blank spot. Well, three. I remember at the time the animation was fucking fantastic, yeah, yeah, it still like is, amazing. Yeah. It's it was, but really everything else about the game turned me off to it. It was just yeah. like the fighting system wasn't well, you, as good. You the had, characters you had the, no one cared about. The addition of parries, which I don't think yes. had been Sorry? a thing up to that point.
0: Yeah,
3: probably weird.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: in
4: the Perry. Perry? oh, parry. Yeah, but that that led to like <laughs> one of
0: the 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 most famous moments in fighting game history. With that, was it Daigo? And it was like a Ken versus Chun Li match. Ah, uh, where they paired every kick. Yeah, yeah, like Daiga in the moment. super combo yeah. with like just a sliver of health remaining, and and yeah. then turned it around and won. That was incredible. That
2: made the man. Yeah. That that literally made his career. Just yep. that one reversal. Yep. That was cool. Shocking, but
0: anyway, let's wow. move slightly away from Street Fighter Three. Number three. Not too far. <laughs> Not too far. Just just one game. I devise an oil so magnificent. Oh my that god no one can hope <laughs> this is it the time has come to cover the world in
3: my oil oh <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> disgusting i thought that was doofish
2: first until i heard the word oil <laughs> yeah. i love my disgusting oily boy hakan yeah. but, uh, just the one of the weirdest things what is of like it,
0: one of those things that's like oh he does he's not that strange he's just a turkish oil wrestler and then you ignore him and then you actually play as him And watch his cutscenes like what is this person? He's like this red skinned Goliath with what I assumed was a helmet, but seems to be his hair, that it's just it looks like an some like an Octoling's head or something, where like you think they might be curls, but they're like suckers. And then you see his kids, he has seven identical kids that all have variations (laughs) on his
1: hair. Mm -hmm. And he looks like Red Hulk. Yeah. uh,
2: I think one of the reasons I wanted him to make or still want him to make a comeback Mm. is in addition to just the weird look of the character and the fact that it's like Turkish oil wrestling, which, Michael, I think you looked up and you said is hilarious. Yeah. But the it's actually the way he fights is unlike any Street Fighter character, at least I can think of where the oil plays into the gameplay. It's like a charge move that has a limited Mm -hmm. time or like the oil slowly wears off. But while so you have to do a move to oil up. And while he's oiled up, it extends the range of his moves. I think it it might affect power of moves and stuff. Yeah, well, it it
0: raises his defense and it activates certain things on special moves. Like he has an oily slide that I think goes further, might do more damage. Yeah, Um,
2: so it's like an alternate stance, basically, in fighting games. But you have have to choose to engage it. It is just like no character before or since that I can remember has played like this guy. And it was kind of cool. It's like I'm way not good enough to play with a character like this but I just thought he was fucking ridiculous like every time I fought against him it's
1: so fucking fun to watch and and, uh, again it's a reminder of the Street Fighter weirdness like him sliding them around their body (laughs) like just so (laughs) so silly oh I have a clip of that (laughs) (laughs)
0: So that particular move, is he's fighting against Elena, and he goes to bear hug her while he's oiled up. Hugs her so hard that she shoots into the air. Yes. And then yes. he, on the way down, he catches her and just sort of, like, lets her slide across his shoulders and, like, just spins her around his body like a hula hoop faster and faster, and then just, like, slides her off his shoulders again, and she, like, just launches like a rocket into the wall. But it's it's, it's re,
2: re goddamn ridiculous. It's so weird and so it.
1: gross. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's it's like somehow not pornographic, it. given how much mm-hmm. loop is involved. Yeah,
3: it it, <laughs> it it sounded pornographic from that clip. Not it it does. Mind. It sounds that way. It's an anime at it. girl scream and just uh-huh. squish sounds, yeah, like get, macaroni get, sounds after yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> <maybe no. laughs> like a yeah. bowl of pasta being stirred. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Well, hey, at least we know this is a Street Fighter character with the most drip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, one of my other favorite things about the guy is he's friends with one of my favorite Street Fighter characters who doesn't get nearly as much love as he deserves. He's like best friends with E Honda. That's true. Mm. Like they have like a friendly rivalry like sumo versus oil wrestling and it's like E Honda is the shit and mm. there should be he should be in every Street Fighter game and I'm always upset when he's not.
1: But, yeah,
0: they,
2: but he's nowhere near as oily and the
1: oiliness he is he does have is due to a horrible heart rate. Poor mm. E Honda. He will not he will not <laughs> yeah. last long. Poor Edmund.
2: Do, do you know I learned about that when I was in Japan last time? Someone explained to me that it's like the, the sumitori, like the meal. Like mm-hmm. they, they only eat like a certain kind of meal they're allowed to eat. And it's basically this ultra healthy stew yeah. of like fish and other meats and vegetables. So, yes, they're giant men, but it's like they actually eat probably way healthier than I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I
1: remember looking at what The Rock eats like to this day and like – I don't, Similar deal. I yeah. don't hate like, fish, but, like, that's a disgusting amount of fish. It's yes. so gross. Well, And the fish he eats day. is, like,
2: cod, which is, oh. like, uh, the only way cod is good to me is if you salt it the hell up. Like, like cod, cod is delicious when it's, like, super salty, which obviously makes it bad for you at that point. I only like so. my cod with blobs.
3: Thank you. I'm out. <laughs> he's out. He's I out. I was just about to say, yeah, I've also had the E-Cod every single year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have Cod
1: about once a year for two weeks in November. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. get over it. Yeah, get over it.
3: But,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Hakan is just a very strange character, but I was I was curious because he keeps talking about, like, he's going to devise an oil and, and you know, this accosts this guy at the beginning Because he just, I guess, wandered into the wrong neighborhood.
1: Hold on just one second there, pal. On whose authority did you drag your sorry self
3: here, huh? Surely you know this here is the private residence of Hakan, the oil king of Turkey.
0: So he accuses him of trying to steal his secret oil recipe. And I was like, "Well, what kind of oil do they use? Is like a specially formulated mineral oil? It's just olive oil, but yeah, it's edible oil. It's edible oil. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's but like... but then, so I I'd never seen actual Turkish oil wrestling. So like, I saw oh, a video I just, on. It.
1: I knew you would look this up. Please tell yeah. me everything you know about. So Turkish
0: they oil they wear like short, tight leather pants, and because mm. they they oil themselves up, like they, there's a coach on the video explaining like the goal is not to hurt the body. So you're not you're not trying to hurt your opponent's body you're trying to grab them by the pants uh and to that end like the most efficient way to grab someone by the pants and lift them up is to put your hands inside their pants yeah so it's these guys just trying to slide their arms down each other's waistbands grab the pant leg and throw their opponent oh is that just
2: because of they don't they can't get a grip anywhere else because the oil is yes, it just like well the exactly. pants are the only thing you can grab exactly That's yeah
0: and that the oil also keep you know it, it discourages you from trying to hurt your opponent because you can't except by throwing them so uh yeah but watching this especially out of context it's like this is the most homoerotic thing ever <laughs> it's just two dudes literally trying to get glistening in each other's dudes. pants
3: <laughs> Gl- glistening men I, I had no Lord. idea when I was 13 that I was watching all a bunch
2: of oil wrestling videos back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. Okay. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I've been to Turkey, and all they tried to do was sell me carpets and give me shitty coffee. I didn't see any oil wrestling you advertised sh- you sh- anywhere. You should
0: have sought it out. It's, they had to drop
2: it
1: to give them the EU. They were, they're very <laughs> homosexual. <laughs> they. <laughs> and I, I, oh, I don't good. know if you have any more Hakan clips, but he really sounds like a Lost Venture Brothers character. Yeah, he does. Like Sergeant Hatred, uh, uh, stand down, sir. I, I, <laughs> I know you got all
2: the oil. I mean, he did throw E-Honda into a meteor that was about to crash into Earth so he could explode it with his sumo headbutt. So, ah, yeah, he's nice. he's about as ridiculous as a Venture Brothers episode. Mm. Oh,
1: uh, But, again, I, like, I love the ridiculousness of it. Sure. Um, in addition, just, like, the clothes and the diversity and, like, the exotic flair of every Street Fighter character, I'm very happy we're highlighting people yeah. who are just – Absurd. I bet you, can't you were going word. to
0: call me on my fake accent, but I bet you don't know what a Turkish accent sounds like, buddy. This
2: is true. Yeah. Chris, you can't say ridiculousness on this show. Otherwise, we're going to own MTV royalties for their entire <laughs> <True>. lineup. <laughs> true. Every show That's on true. the channel.
1: It's, in that show, is just America's Funny Some Videos, but instead of Bob Saget doing a Paris voice, you got uh, Rob Dietrich like, yo, this guy bugging. And that's it, like, over and over again.
2: I love uh, that all Chanel is there for is to laugh at the <laughs> clips. Like, that's it. That's her whole thing. It's like, you have to know laugh. this is funny, everyone. <laughs> how remember. do I know it's funny if Chanel West Coast isn't that's, laughing? That's how,
1: bad, that's how bad the budgets for television shows have gotten. The, the canned laughter is one person. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford a uh-huh. studio
0: audience. Uh-huh. God. So yeah, bad. She's our studio audience. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. God, yeah. Let's move no, like along. That Let's that move along good. to...
1: Uh...
4: Number two.
3: Okay. Oh.
1: Older. No. Leaving 3D now. I can tell from the sound. Oh, yeah. This is
0: purely 2D. Although this character has appeared in a couple of 3D games, uh, but he only has... One actual fully playable 3D fighting game appearance, and in it they pronounce his name like this: Saddam wins. (laughs) Saddam. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Holy shit.
1: <laughs> this is the character I fell down the rabbit hole with and didn't look at any others. But, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Sodom, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Katana in the Final Fight games. No one ever played in in the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and
0: NES versions. I no, guess. I
1: think he's still mm-hmm. Sodom. They, like he, no, they changed it, in, it for like, Super
0: Nintendo. It's definitely Katana.
1: Okay, but I, I think they were like, yeah, they changed it in like Final Fight, the Revenge, the North American version. I'm like. Wh- well, you just localized your circle to, like, 200 people who've ever fucking played that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but Sodom is is an incredibly interesting boss when you get to him. More interesting when you learn that he's a white guy obsessed with Japanese culture, yep. and that Great. is why he's in a wrestling ring fighting with katana swords dressed like a traditional samurai. Yep. He's,
2: he's, he's wearing a kabuto mask. Like, yeah, yeah he's a... Really. Uh, He's,
1: yes,
0: he wears the kabuto, but he also wears football pads, which is a little strange. And he has like—that's like, that's how you know he's American. Yeah, he has yeah, I was about
1: the you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, but it's—it's it's the thing you never picked up on as a kid. To you, it's like, well, there's a samurai in this wrestling ring.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that—that might have just been what it was to begin with. Like, I'm sure they didn't give him that much of a backstory in their heads. And you know, I—I
1: the, I, the only thing I'm thinking is that game is filled with really specific wrestling ripoffs all throughout. Macho Man mm-hmm. in the intro, Hulk Hogan is your first Ew. boss, Andre the Giant is everywhere, Big Boss Man. Then there's a wrestling ring and, like, there's no basis for this at there's all. There's nothing, like, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> what what um, the fuck? Do you guys know one of the funniest things about Sodom? Uh, Is on his outfit, he's tried. He does the. He's like a a college girl getting her first tattoo in America. Mm -hmm. He's tried to write a kanji character for death, but he has it the wrong character, so it just doesn't say anything. Like, he's trying to be badass, but he he misspells the kanji. It is like the most American fucking shit ever. Is that a later
1: edition? Because, like, I swear, like, I did not know the thought put into this character at all. Or that. The Japanese had a little joke about it this yeah. early.
0: Yeah, the, that that came out. I think over the course of the Alpha series, which was already kind of much sillier than regular. Play and for Street very Fighter. final fight heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. Start, started started bringing in more and more characters with him and Hugo in three, and I think yeah, five had Abigail uh, yeah. actually, and mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, a b- bunch of these characters have appeared, but uh, Sodom. He, he! not only, that's not the only way that the Japanese have made fun of him. He's also, uh, he has kind of a, an atrocious accent in Japanese, which you can sort of hear if you've got an ear for it. Wow! Wow!
1: <laughs> he does that thing where, I mean, like... That's like, you know... Something someone doing a yellow face accent now and getting fired.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. that is. That's fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's like it, Tom it's really took a well... different direction with <laughs> <of her eye. laughs> it, It's really well done though. Like if you know the reason why you know, like people have like Japanese accents, it's like literally like the way that language is is, is like oh. it's like when you listen to a, a French person who's just learned English, it's like, oh their tongue They can't move their tongue and mouth a certain way because their language doesn't ever call for these certain sounds, right? So he is pronouncing Japanese words using an American tongue there. You can tell it's like, oh, he's saying the letters in a very American way.
0: I think that's a Japanese voice actor. But I think he's doing the thing that, like, every time I hear an American character speaking a foreign language that is not voiced by an actual American, they just sound like a Texan drawing their way <laughs> yeah. through whatever the language
2: is like they uh, overpronounce everything they give syllables emphasis Ohio, hiyo gazimas yeah yeah like <laughs> gregs told me japanese is sort of meant to be a very flat language mm-hmm. like there is technically no real accent on syllables and yeah it's it's that's that's really well done well well that's, that's, well, yeah. well, well done way of making fun of
1: americans only thank you only aspect that's Captain. easy to learn Captain. because every letter sounds the same everywhere everywhere
3: it's place yes mm. Yeah, I just hope this character ends up. If they ever do another Marvel versus Capcom, please get Sodom in there just so they can do a tag team with Gamora. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> wow, I really was looking for that like all day, and I couldn't find it. In
4: the
0: Japanese version, uh, Sodom speaks in Japanese, but it's entirely in katakana. So that's mm. that's the alphabet used for foreign words. Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: Bar- borrowed words. He
0: usually yeah. says things like. He Strings together English words in ways that sound kind of like sentences in Japanese. So like "die job death car." He's trying to say "die jobu deska," like "are you okay?" Wow! <laughs> I job, am also. I,
1: I am seeing "die job death car" this wait, wait. weekend at oh, the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. box mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be awesome.
3: Oh yeah, my favorite Uwe <laughs> Bowl flick.
1: Yeah, job. No, yeah. I would. actually the one that watch stars it? Mark
2: Hamill? Like, oh no, that was the Corvette movie. Oh, I
3: thought you were talking about the machine, the one that just came out. I saw that. Oh penis. no! Oh, no. <laughs> so you're the one. I look, look. It was the bachelor party thing. He's a big fan of that comedian. I said, all right, let's do it. It it was entertaining. I'll say that much. I I had to walk my North
1: Carolina friends by all. Look, we have all these murals in this art district, and there's creature. He was filmed here and Legosi and Karloff, and they walked by and like. That's Burt Kreischer. He went to college here and didn't come back until this year. And they painted a mural of him. Uh, <laughs> wow! So, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the, the college he's at in the machine is my alma mater. Oh, oh
3: yay! Wow. <laughs> well, hallelujah! You're yay. ready to go to Russia, buddy.
1: <laughs> never. Per- there's no stand-up clubs here. So until he got big enough to play the goddamn civic center, uh, he could never come back. He will. Well, they'll change that soon, just for him. Yeah. yeah, they did. <laughs> he's got well, a mural like go. he's fucking dead. Like he died in front of a, it's like on the side of Paduken, uh the, the flipping great pinball. It's crazy.
3: It's I've been able to live my life so long without knowing who this man was at all <laughs> until past weekend, and now it's like, oh shit, he has a movie with Mark Hamill. Okay. <laughs> oh my! Great. My
1: sister and her husband are obsessed with him, so like I know way too much about the Kreish all right. He should be a fighting game character. Yeah. Well, maybe he is, because let's bring
0: this home with everyone's favorite mystery man.
4: Number one Into the heat of battle. Go for it.
1: I this is, but I, I love dating the music because it sounds like the Japanese in Living Color is going to commercial. Yeah, <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of. Well, that that is...
0: Okay. Every move Ken tries to make gets interrupted by some guy who's just grunting his way through it. Mm. Um, and the guy doing the grunting is named Q. And mm. Q is a tall, creepy robot man in a trench coat and a fedora who either... Has never had a developed backstory or is just he's he's like to fans he's one of the biggest enigmas in Street Fighter canon. It's just like his identity has not been revealed. He has not been just like the
2: real Q. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) Really? I mean it's just Nick Valentine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I could have sworn it was just one of those fucking oh those Philippines, the, the, the guys who went to the Philippines and own 8 chan never mind the father, I, the father son. Oh, Joe, yes. I know you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah clearly Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, saw that documentary. Pretty yeah, proven yeah. at this point. Yeah, uh, good but, but this this guy looks like um, if Rorschach put on Doctor Doom's mask. Kind of, yeah,
0: yeah, and it, yeah? he's he's just eerie and just kind of grunts and you know mutters something at the end of his his uh, victories that. I, I, people have theories about what it says. Uh, they think it says "I'm an abomination," which maybe. I mean, <laughs> I, gu- I, I guess I can kind of hear that. I'm
4: abomination. <laughs>
3: But, I heard so like I am inevitable. inevitable. Mm-hmm. Then he snapped his fingers. <laughs> I heard, hey, mm-hmm. I want a mm-hmm. beer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, sure. I can, I can Which after get some heard- of those fights, yeah. don't blame you. I I heard- don't heard- touch yeah, my wiki again. The weirdest thing about Street Fighter wikis, by the way, mm-hmm. this guy doesn't have this filled out. They have blood type. Yeah. How <laughs> do people know the Street Fighter characters' blood type? Because Capcom told them. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's that simple. And you know, it's-, wow.
0: it's a thing. Like it's it's like. Zodiac signs or something where it's thought to influence your personality. But his is great. Interband. Height,
1: unknown. Weight, unknown. Eye color, unknown. Parenthetical, possibly yellow. Because <laughs> <laughs> they glow. Yes, well, if, yes, it's yes, possible
0: if, because nobody actually knows, is he a robot, or is he just a guy in a robot mask? Or is he a Devo song? Is he not men? He is Devo. Uh,
1: Man, do not Google image search this thing, because Q has kind of taken it over. Mm, the I'm, I'm sure it bad has. one.
0: Yeah, and fans have a number of theories about this. I think one of the leading theories right now is that he's actually this character.
3: As the president of the world, I will fight for the precious Earth. My power is the power of all the people of the Earth.
0: So G is another character who was introduced as DLC in Street Fighter V. Also not much is known about him. He's the self-proclaimed president of the earth. He has what appear to be gold tattoos that I think form like a map of the globe around his body, and he just looks like Uncle Sam or Abe Lincoln or something. He wears a stovepipe hat to fight with, Um but people point out that it's like, well, number one, again, not much is known about him. His his whole story mode is just like characters watching him on YouTube and like, what the hell is this guy up to? I need to go uh, pick a fight with him to make a video. But it's been noted that like a lot of his animations are very similar to Q's animations, except Q's are a little bit clumsier. Like Q will do things like try to do a spin kick in midair and then just fall on his ass. You and can't see. He's pick himself a up. Metal yeah, mask. yeah, exactly. And also one of the alternate costumes for G is Q's outfit. Or something hmm. very similar to
1: it. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah.
0: But, you know, there are several. Like, he also has a Skullomania outfit. He's not Skullomania. But. Hmm. So this is the
3: top G I keep hearing about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would never have guessed it. Uh, (laughs) Top hat G, sure. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) there you go. Yeah, Yeah. There you go. But yeah, this is the type of stuff I like about Street Fighter, because yeah, it can get wacky, it can get ridiculous, but it's also like, giving a little bit of trail, breadcrumbs for the fans to follow, like, Mm -hmm. this is the type of thing that just keeps people up all night, so, I like seeing that in games like this.
1: And and it was the kind of thing that like, I love these type of Marvel characters, weirdo Marvel characters, and up Mm -hmm. until Vision making it into the MCU, I never thought they would address that, but Capcom keeps him front and center. Like I, I, I really dig that about. Him. Like, yeah, give me a weird and a character with no backstory. Like I, did you know until we saw Mandalorian, it, a lot of people didn't know that that was Yoda's gig, right? Like, you don't know anything about him. You don't know where he's from. You don't know how many other people Yodas there are. Yeah. Why? Is it... You just learned that he might be way older than he thinks than you think he is because he can't talk. He couldn't talk until he was at least in his sixties. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, yeah, he, we know that Grogu can't talk, but uh, and he's in his fifties somewhere. He's you know getting right, ready that's for what, that's retirement. what it
1: reminds like looking through his backstory. Like, I, I love someone introducing. Usually, that's going to be addressed in the next two decades, mm-hmm. and it never has. Yeah. Wonderful, but
0: I, I think the one one of the things that makes me think you know maybe this doesn't hold water is that you know G seems to be a relatively kind-hearted or good-hearted person at least, whereas Q is very much not. This is what happens when Q wins both rounds of a fight.
4: You win! Alright, that's cool!
0: So, when Q wins, he will walk over to his opponent's prone body, stand there staring at it for a second, and then walk over put his foot on their face and start stomping. And then,
1: it, you know, just fade to black like that. Maybe that's who he has to be to relent, to be relentless and win this tournament. Like, like me and my side repo business.
2: Maybe got no time <laughs> for feelings. No, no yeah. or maybe he's just, you know, living out every man's fantasy with lady Dimitris from a uh, resident evil village, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's <laughs> I stomp on bum. my face, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's an inaudible step no, on me. Daddy.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oof. Oh, oof. oh, Jesus. Oh boy.
1: Uh, Need a bathroom break. All right. Well, let's let's just (laughs) make a masturbation joke. I wasn't
3: trying to put a a God American mystery X
1: does that to you. Good
0: lord. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But uh, yeah. But the reason that Q is number one on the list is because you know, in addition to being a very weird, creepy character, is that there is a mystery attached to this guy, and I kind of want to see Capcom revisit it and bring him back and actually like come up with what his backstory is because all we know like. His ending is just some Interpol uh, officers sitting around a room looking at a projections of crime scene photos and saying, like, there's been a string of murders. And the one thing linking them is that this guy is in the background of every single scene somewhere. So, like, maybe he's committing them. Maybe he was trying to stop them. We don't know. What's his deal? I'm,
2: I'm being serious when I say this. So... This, to me, the fact that this dude is mysterious and has this mysterious backstory, no one knows who he is, I'm like, this is proof, probably, that the Q in the real world is probably those 4chan, 8chan dudes. Like, the fact that they're they're... Literally stealing this persona from Street Fighter lore is so fucking on brand with wasn't those guys. It's like... But
1: it definitely is. Sorry, I just read a whole thing about it. It <laughs> definitely yes. is the HN father and son. Oh yeah. It, it, no, yeah
0: I, I thought you meant yeah. they were definitely taking it from Street Fighter. I
2: thought they'd take it no, from Trek. No
1: no, 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 like we know who who Q is and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: it's all but I mean the 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 sun would definitely know Street Fighter lore. Like that, that would be like very on brand for them that just to be like play Street Fighter. Because <laughs> they don't have original thoughts. They're just stealing stuff from stuff they saw right. in TV shows and other shit. It's like, yeah, come right. on. Right. I'm trying to
1: justify some reason to take a bunch of money from suckers and be allowed back into America. Yeah. But but here's the weird thing about Q. When Q came came out, I would bet uh, most of the people involved in anything he did are not with the company anymore. So mm-hmm. it's really more about... It, it's Fans have to kind of demand an answer yeah. to this. Q came out, like, what, 23 years ago? Something like yeah. that? Yeah. 99, yeah, 99, 2000? It, it's, it's beyond likely no one there works at Capcom anymore. So anybody who had an interest in following through with the backstory isn't there. And, you know, but nothing's gonna be more fun than mystery mm-hmm. it just won't be especially yep. with a character this inconsequential yeah that's yeah. true
0: em- embrace the mystery and on that note we should wrap this up uh Emmett, i think we're gonna lose you for the second oh, half Emmett. but eh. but uh once again where can people find you and is there anything in particular you want to draw people's attention to
3: first off i'll say thank you for having me again All well, thank you thank you so much show. for coming on uh, oh yeah anytime anytime i love talking about random street fighter characters <laughs> <laughs> folks. always a pleasure um but as far as me of course like i said ej spun six ones the twitter if you can go there for any and everything related to me um and i already settled the podcast stuff spoonful vids is the twitter for that one if you want to hear me and mario talk uh welcome to the thing you can just find it on podcast services around the globe and you'll hear players the- club yeah, Players Club also. Uh, VGU.TV is the website for that. Players Club comes out every other week. Uh, also on YouTube, but mostly just on podcast services. And um, things that I specifically want to show people this week. Um, nothing in particular for me. Uh, I'm not really... Look, my life is very hectic right now. Uh, like I said, I'm going to a wedding next weekend, and I got a cookout after that. And I'm trying not to do anything, because I've been ripping and running I, ever like... since I got back from a vacation in like May. So... I yeah. have
1: I have I have been in such a weird, uh, lassadizable period, and now it's just like, am I going to have to see Spider Verse at like ten AM alone, like just mm. just. To be able to record about it. Oh, my God. I really... I hate a 10 a.m. movie. Dude, I'm right
3: there with you. i am probably have to get a matinee this this coming weekend for that, so...
1: I want to click on every article about every spider I love Spider-Verse so much. God damn it, yeah.
3: Well, thank you so
0: much for joining us. On that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll probably talk some more about Street Fighter Six and uh, a bunch of other stuff, so stay tuned. Prepare
3: for the battle, prepare for the war. Prepare for the street fight and blood war. The third of the third, prepare to die for war. Your life's on the line, so I'm gonna take yours. So who wanna blood dance with me? If your body wrapped up, or even a street fantasy. In the square, yo, you best to beware. Street fighter, we ain't played over here. Let's get scratchin'. Would you like exclusive bonus podcasts, commentaries, and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get
0: commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I see
1: Alan over here to yeah. tell me more about not only a trip to Japan, the, the most recent person I know to go to Tokyo Disney Sea, biggest, bestest, most expensive... Disney theme park in the entire world as far as I'm concerned uh, very most good.
2: expensively built maybe not to visit right now with the strength of the dollar hey oh yeah
1: yeah yeah I went to mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney Sea twice to the point where oh, wow. asked me if I'd go again where'd
2: you go again Chris I don't know that I would that place has three hour lines for everything well the thing that I did because the ticket you know with the with the conversion rate and stuff like that the the ticket itself to the park was only seventy dollars.
4: Damn, really?
2: Which is like half as expensive as Disneyland, right? Yeah. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just
3: $5 on patreon.com slash lasertime.
0: And welcome back to our second segment, Emmett Free, sadly, but let's not delay this anymore and just jump straight into. <laughs> Even I wasn't feeling the joke this week. However, I am feeling Street Fighter 6. I'm not sure what else we can say about it that we didn't say at the top of the show. Uh, Yeah, I really like it. I want to spend more time with it. It's surprisingly... like I did not expect the world tour mode to be as fun as it is. When I play Street Fighter games, I like taking you know, oh, I'll play as the characters that I recognize and I know I'm good with and I'll play the arcade mode and unlock some endings Then I'll try some of these other weirdos and if I'm hooked, then I'll keep playing until, you know, I can just random select and do pretty well. But, like, World Tour adds a whole ass story mode in an open 3D world that you can run around in and it's, it's great. It's so weirdly fun, especially like once you start getting up a few levels and like you're level eight and you can still pick fights with level one dudes and you just stomp them for the experience. Fantastic. I love being a bully.
1: It's uh, great having like a, a robust single player experience with Street Fighter, mm-hmm. which, you know, like I was working closely to Street Fighter five before. Let's say it had a name. And there was always there was always stuff being tinkered around with. But you remember how that game launched? It like had like two modes and like more mm-hmm. modes are coming. And it didn't get any fanfare. Where well, this launched and like is a social media sensation.
2: Oh yeah, play members also through the roof on all the services. Like people are fucking playing. That's so this fun game. to see and in, in what Street mm-hmm. Fighter deserves. And mm-hmm. it should always so be fun. it. It should be the top fighting game, mm-hmm. even over Mart- Mortal Kombat. There, I went on a limb. I said it like. It, Street Fighter deserves to be the king of fighting games. Mortal Kombat deserves to do what it does in its own little corner of I, I think space, there, but... there's
1: a weird stat that Mortal Kombat has always outperformed Street Fighter, but also remember, there's usually like 18 versions of Street Fighter <laughs> and one Mortal yeah. Kombat and then late, hmm. lately we've had fewer versions of Street Fighter and more versions of Mortal Kombat, so it, I have to yeah, more feel like it's balancing sure. out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's like, yeah, when Street Fighter's not good or at the top of the heap, it feels like something's off in the yeah. world. I mean, fucking Trump got elected in Street Fighter. Fox, you know, that's <laughs>
0: that's you know. true. That's true. I think there's a di- direct, happened, direct right? correlation. And, that's uh, what it is. That's what happened. possibly even a cause- causal link. Uh, <laughs> that's why, you know, the president we were supposed to get, G, the world president was relegated to a game nobody played. A bunch of other stuff did come out this week. Uh, Diablo four, this game everybody's playing so much so that it might be hard to get into a session. Uh, it
2: it is Diablo. Well, that's what's wrong with that game? That's mm-hmm. what's wrong with that game. The fact that it's it forces online to the point where like the guy who first hit the level cap in the hardcore mode, the thing where you have permadeath. When he got booted because it's an online-only game and he lost his internet connection, it killed his character and he lost Whoa. all his progress. Oh no! Like the fact that like you have to wait and join sessions. I'm like, can I just fucking play Diablo single player? Let me let me click shit by myself. How I don't need this to be connected the first with the, the last Diablo game. Like that was a fiasco as well. Because mm. well that one I think had to be online because of the stupid auction house which they ripped out. Because it's like yeah you don't want people. Going offline, cheating, getting a bunch of items, selling them in the auction house for the real money, and, you know, gaming the system.
0: Well, with this one... So, I'll say first off, I did actually not have trouble getting into a game at first. I did have a little trouble later on. It's like, okay, they're clearly experiencing some server downtime. I'll come back later. But I actually got into games pretty quickly. Um, At least when I was... So, the, the first part of the game... Is entirely single player. Like, you, you just go through the first part of the story by yourself, and then you get to the first real city. And, uh, you know, I got there and uh, finished the cutscene, left it on pause, came back, and, like, who are all these characters with green names standing around oh, me? No. Why is this guy following me around? And I realized, like, oh, there's other players all over the place. And it looks like... Were teabagging you? No, they weren't teabagging me. They were just hanging around doing their own thing. Mm. But it's like, I'm not used to Diablo where it looks like an MMO. Like, there's just other players with names above their heads running around all over the place. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go wander off into the wilderness. Here's a tough enemy. All right, I'm slowly kicking the tough enemy's ass. And, ah, now another player just swooped in and started dealing a bunch of damage to it. And helped me, that bastard. How dare he? Uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it you know if you're looking for a solo experience it's a little disappointing is that, but that's not you, optional it is not mm. uh you have to play with other people um but it is it is a huge open world uh which i think is the first for diablo and uh it it is a lot of fun you know it's it's has full controller support right off the bat if you're playing on PC. So you can you can have it both ways. You can use a mouse to just click on things, or you can you know just like yeah, I'm just going to play with a controller, assign all my attacks to different buttons. Uh, it's fun, and yeah, just smash shit, take its loot, repeat. Put on new new armor, and then uh, find better armor ten seconds later and put that on. And I
1: was, I was telling Michael before the show, Diablo is. Really, one of my biggest gaming blind spots. Like, just don't know, don't know. And I, I remember I downloaded two for the Switch like last year because one of my best friends, like, ah, we're doing this, brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and did you do it, brother? Uh, I did. It just like you know, it's still pretty antiquated, and I don't know if that mm. that game was meant to run on a Switch. But yeah, like, I mean, it,
0: it's a it's a remaster that yeah got, it
1: did. It, it, remaster hilarious mm. <laughs> like it's a 2d game like how yeah. much is gonna is this gonna improve but like uh, but I, yeah like I, I want to know diablo so I, i'm just listening sorry i should just be listening sorry michael
0: that's okay i mean you know i don't have much else to say about it other than that, like
1: it's why i can't weigh in because like I, I remember i at a glance i thought like well this is like starcraft a game i you know liked until it's like too complicated for me to play and my pc can't run it and i remember someone finally saying that's not what diablo is no and and i didn't know that for for years uh it's it's just the stereotypical loot driven
0: action rpg um i i wouldn't say i, I should say archetypal because mm. it kind of pioneered the genre yeah, it made it
1: made its own genre
0: but like if you like destiny you would probably like diablo Like, they're, at at their core, very similar loops, where, yeah, you just explore, smash shit, take its treasure, repeat. Like, that's all you do. It
1: it was super weird, because playing the 2D version, like, I didn't get a vibe of anything other than Vampire Survivors, but I think that was more because
2: of the presentation. Hmm. But, like... Who doesn't love that loop? That loop's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's funny is I never really played the original or two. I think I got them in, in part of some, like, battle chest or whatever they sold it as when I got three. But, like, three, I remember... Incorporated some World of Warcraft type controls where like your abilities were mapped to the number keys, so it was like it wasn't just clicky, 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 clicky clicky all the time, like Mm -hmm. it was like click and then you had your cooldowns you were managing with your special moves. Has that always been in Diablo or at least since two, or was that something that is three? And I'm assuming that got carried forward to four, so you're not just constantly clicking.
0: I mean, I started playing Diablo with three, so I'm the wrong person Mm -hmm. to ask,
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, and even then, I don't play a lot of Diablo.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a blind spot for all of us. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just trying to give it a fair shake but, and understand it. Because, like, I had friends who were, like, super into Diablo. Right, me too. But I never had a... P- like, I didn't have a computer that could run it back in the mm-hmm. day. Because I was on Macs. Mac, no uh, way. And then when I did finally get a PC, I got Dungeon Siege. And I played hours <laughs> and hours of Dungeon Siege. And then suddenly realized, like, wait a second. I haven't done anything but click the left mouse button for hours. This was change
2: of Microsoft. That yes. was like Microsoft's answer to Diablo. Exactly, was, like, yes, one hundred percent. And then Uvabou yeah, made uh, a movie out of it. I'm not like <laughs> anti Diablo. I just I have slight OCD tendencies about certain things, and it seemed like a game that would be very unhealthy in feeding into mm. those tendencies like it seems like ocd the fucking video game just click 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 constantly going into menus to make sure you don't have better equipment that you can you know equip yeah. and keep clicking it's one of those games that people who are super into it it's a bit like destiny where they're like yeah i've i've yep. run through this campaign hundreds of times yep. it's not about the campaign there, there's the story. end
0: game stuff there's seasonal play um yeah. and yeah. what you were saying earlier like Yeah, you can play with, like, you know, mapping your various abilities and skills to uh, buttons on the keyboard or, like, to to numbers. Or you can just uh, map them to buttons on your controller and play that way. And I'm playing as a barbarian this time. I think last time I was a, a hunter or whatever the guys with the crossbows are. But now I'm just going barbarian. It's all melee. And I don't know if this is a thing before, but, like, I have... Four weapons, and like I have a two-handed hammer, I'd like a two-handed uh, pole arm, and like two one-handed weapons, and I can just switch between them on the fly just by hitting different attack buttons. That's kind of neat. I can make a combo with different weapons.
2: They're mapped to different attacks. That's mm-hmm. kind of
0: cool. So, like, yeah, I hit, I hit A, I smash something with my hammer. I hit X, I hack at them with the pair of swords.
2: You are playing with a controller. I am playing with a controller. Either. Yes, yeah. Either. That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing they learned with 3. They really nailed, like, the, I do recall at the time, like, you know, because people were wondering, well, how are you going to come from a PC game, mouse and keyboard, you know, clicky, clicky, clicky. And they nailed that controller mapping where everyone's like, oh you know, yeah this feels in some ways better. They added, like, a dive roll, I think, with the controller that oh, wasn't was, there before. Yeah, and, I know. tried
0: it both ways, and it's just like, yeah, controller just feels much more natural than, like, pointing and clicking on a space on the map, like.
1: When they, yeah. Remember when they finally ported Diablo 3 and it was like, one, this might work better on a controller. Two, the iPad version is
2: phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. A lot yeah. of the stuff you're talking about with like the MMO aspects of this, what's funny is, you know, I worked on what eventually became Torchlight 3, and that was always like what they were going for. And remember when that game was mm-hmm. announced, it was announced as like a Torchlight MMO, and they had to scale all that back because they just found it wasn't fun. But leave it to Blizzard to actually figure out, you know, which those guys, the Torchlight dudes, spun off from Blizzard, right? Like, they were the Diablo 2 team and then went and did their own thing. But, like, yeah, I'm glad they figured it out how to make it kind of fun. It doesn't sound like it's it's full MMO, like World of Warcraft style. It's more just kind of like, hey, we're we're going to help facilitate grouping up and doing co-op.
0: Yeah, and you can you can partner up. You can take on quests together. Or you can just bum around by yourself and, like, hey, I'm just going to take on random side jobs and
2: That's neat. do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Diablo. I'm glad it's good. It's, it's selling fucking amazing. Like, remember we I'm were sure talking about, like, Blizzard has had a lot of whiffs lately, and I was like, hey, don't worry, Diablo 4 will make their year, and that is turning out to be true. Like, it is apparently their fastest selling game ever, which is no. shocking to me and hard to believe, given well, their history, but...
1: Yeah, and, 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 well, especially from someone on my end who's like, I want to learn about Diablo, not for launch game prices... On a PC, but I'm waiting on the free Game Pass version that, like, now now who knows, maybe I'll start championing, like, come on, UK, lighten up on Activision Blizz deal.
2: I'm glad we're all calling it Diablo, because I, I have a story to tell. So, I worked with someone in the industry who Did they say Diablo.
1: Went,
2: they went to work for Blizzard. And when I worked with this person, they called it Diablo. Jesus Christ. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's a Spanish word that means Was devil. he wearing like, an
1: aluminum helmet?
2: <laughs> they were just, and they swore, like, no, that's what people call it. It's Diablo. I'm like, it's Diablo. I'm going
0: to go have some tacos with Diablo.
2: Yes. It was, so, it was like that lady who referred to the hit TV series, The Last of Us. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, I didn't know 302010 this week. Last of Us is 10. Wow, it doesn't it, it right? It doesn't feel that old cuz it's got an yeah, original a new the, show the, out, but it still took PS3 10 game? years to get mm-hmm. there.
2: I can believe the PS3 game is yeah. 10, I guess.
1: Yeah, a PS3 well, you know, it was a PS3 game for less than 1 year.
2: Yeah, From, also yeah, it was yeah,
0: it was coming the, was up on the the 10 year anniversary of Grand Theft Auto V, the PS4, the Xbox geez. One. Yeah,
2: I would have. I would have told you GTA Five was like twenty years old by now. It's just been through so many. It feels many like it. It's just been yes. around
0: forever. It's it's never like, not been GTA Five. They
2: they were talking about how they were handling the character stuff in Spider Man Two because you can switch between Peter and Miles, mm-hmm. and the way they described it, I'm like, oh good, so you're doing a system that GTA Five pioneered several years ago. Great, like yeah, because yep. it works. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like yeah, mm-hmm. just do what they yeah. did because that was amazing. Exactly. Uh, I played I played a game. Yeah. Um it was a it's a joke game, but it I don't know how to rate this game because in terms of the joke, they're sort of nailing it. So I played uh Slayer's X colon, Terminal Aftermath, Vengeance, uh hmm. purpose misspelling of the Slayer. It is an in-universe, in fiction game tied to the Hypnospace Outlaw universe. Uh-huh. So it is in Hypnospace Outlaw there's this like edgelord douchebag character named zane who's like this little punk troll and he in so the the fiction of this game is that zane had designed a game back in the 90s and now he's 37 and he found the source code and is like yeah i decided to publish that game i worked on back then so it is meant to be one of those retro core 2d pixely shooters although this one it's built in a three D engine because the when you move around the character the enemies, they're they're flat two D pixel planes, but they shift to turn towards you at all times. It's mm-hmm. it's like it definitely is channeling one of those, like a very jankly built one of those, but it's hard to judge the game because of that. It's like, well, like, are you being bad on purpose right now as a game because if so you're nailing it so should i give you a good score but you're still bad like like that's the problem with a lot of joke games is like oh well if you're intentionally being bad at the end of the day you're still bad even if you are trying to be a bad game right and so it's mm-hmm. like
1: we're, we're getting into a deadly premonition argument all over again
2: there you go right but like i, I think i told you guys like just go watch the opening cutscene. you will quickly realize if this is your shit or not. And it's one of those games that is also hard to critique because I'm playing it via Game Pass. So I didn't pay anything for this game. Mm. And so it feels like the perfect... Game Pass feels like the perfect venue for a game like this. Like, yeah, if I would have paid 20 bucks for this game or something, I'd probably be disappointed. But because I'm playing it for quote-unquote free, and I love... It almost feels like it's like this perfect demo tie-in expansion DLC to Hypnospace Outlaw, which was a game I loved that I think I also played as part of Game Pass.
1: It's a, it, it feels like something Adult Swim would drop as, like, a weird arg, like, yes! oh, this Fireplace yes! video has, like,
2: a cool movie inside of it. And but there's a lot of these releasing, where, like, people are doing these, like, Doom and, uh, you know, Wolfenstein-type callback, you know, retro core games. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, look, the, the shooting genre has progressed since then. Like, unless you have a cool hook, it's not really fun to play games like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this one at least, ha- it has some funny jokes but I can't tell if I like the game or not because I'm just like, hey, you're, you're nailing what you set out to do. I'm just not sure you should have done that for more <laughs> than like the, – the game should be like two hours long and then that's it. like Because it, it overstays its welcome very quickly because it's like, yeah, it's, it's meant to be a bad game. Perfectly done. Well done. You are a bad game. <laughs> so right. I guess that's my review. <laughs> feel like I could do that. But that's okay. But it's but, it, but I love it because I love Hypnospace Outlaws. So it's, like, yeah. it's hilarious to me. Like the Zane character, big douchebag. It's like, oh, yeah, this is totally a fucking Zane game. Something he would have thought was cool. Like think of all the worst shit from Blade 3. That's this game, right? And, and so they made that into a video game. Anyway. Nice. Slayer's X.
0: Cool. Uh, also, I did play Killer Frequency, a game we discussed briefly last week. That is, it. I found out, like, oh, it was designed as a VR game, which makes How you total not know sense. that you sent me the trailer. <laughs> I, I know, but I didn't notice that in the trailer. It looks like a game. Um, it looks like Five VR Nights at Freddy's,
2: which wasn't originally it's, VR yeah, and now
0: is. It's and... also on Xbox, and you can play it normally on PC, which is what I did. Mm. And it's uh, well, what gave it away is that, like, well, there's dialogue menus that like float in place above your your desk, and if you move ar- away, they just stay there. But uh,
2: feel, the yeah. conceit so of killer, cost killer you three frequency thirty five hundred dollars. I was going to say, can't no. wait for the news to talk about spending thirty five hundred dollars yeah. to play this game.
0: No, no, no. You can play this game for twenty bucks. Uh, but it it is actually quite fun. The premise is that you are a a nineteen eighties DJ, a disc mm. jockey at a radio station, and you've recently moved from Chicago to this podunk little town with a thousand people, and it's being terrorized by the whistling man, a killer who was supposed to be killed off in the fifties. And now he's back and he's killed the sheriff and the deputy what? and the nine one one operator is I I, about
2: that saying like, I don't even like the song. No, you know, he killed them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not supposed to shoot. Like, the deputy. I guess,
0: I guess the deputy depends on your actions. But uh, the 911 dispatcher is going to the nearest town of Henderson to to get more police to come back and help. But for the next few hours... You are in charge of not only your radio station's call-in line, but also nine-one-one, which just routes directly to it.
2: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. that would totally happen in real life.
0: Yeah, absolutely would. This isn't a
2: cockamamie scheme cooked up
0: by toddlers. But uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) is it? So let me ask you: Is it a jump scare game? Like, does anything ever happen to you in that radio station, or is it just people? getting I mean, killed outside I, the station. I,
0: I imagine at some point something is going to happen in the station. I haven't gotten to that point yet. There is a bit at the beginning where you're playing through like you're going through some alleys and then you have like a face-to-face with the whistling man and he lunges at you. But for the okay. most part what you're doing is it's it's essentially gameplay as through dialogue and radio drama. That you are hearing people on the phone and it's just like, I'm stuck in a hedge maze! What do I do? And like, Okay, hold tight and hide. I'm gonna look for something, and like you go downstairs, and like oh, there's like a map of the. It's no, it's a corn maze, a maze maze, if you will, and like I'm gonna find a map of it, and and now, uh, well, that's what it's called in the game, actually. Um, Ah, okay, okay, not my joke. So you you get the map, and then uh, he says like okay, I'm looking at this, which way do I go? And you look at this maze, and it's like, okay, well, he's describing this landmark that's marked on the map, so, like, okay, turn left, turn right, and, you know, you can get this guy out, or, like, there's a group of teens It's like, who's best suited to do what role in our complicated uh, getaway plan? And, like, you find like, oh, they're they're friends with your intern, and she has a thing at her desk that's like, here's who's best suited for what, according to votes from friends. And, uh, so...
2: Ah. Yeah, it's... But it's it's You got you gotta find his mom's cabin and get the mm-hmm. sweater and put mm-hmm. the sweater on. Exactly. And then you gotta to call Tommy Jarvis. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But uh no, it's it's fun. And you know, if you can get past the silliness of the premise, uh it's it's it can be surprisingly tense. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not not in the sense that like, well, my character's in direct danger, but uh, you know, it's it's a little bit silly, it's a little bit goofy, it's well written, it's neat. Um, but also Amnesia the Bunker, if you want more Whoa. direct scares. Whoa. There's a new Amnesia game. It's set in a World War One bunker, where you're an amnesiac, uh, wounded soldier who's trying to recover, and you wake up, and you're the only one in this bunker, and, uh, you know, except for, like, one mutilated soldier, you find them it's like, oh, the officers all left and blew the exit behind them, you need to find explosives to blow it open, and you have, uh, a revolver with two bullets, and... Isn't you, that...
2: Wait, I thought Amnesia were the games where you normally didn't have weapons, or maybe you, I'm thinking of You normally
1: don't. Games. You normally don't, don't, but okay. in this one okay. you
0: do.
2: In this,
1: you sort of don't, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you mean have two, you two have a, a revolver, limited yeah.
0: weapon, and it probably won't do you any good. You also have a flashlight that, uh, it's like, it, it's basically, it looks like a little pocket watch with a pull string, mm. and so you have to... Pull the string to to wind pull it up and string! give it enough energy to to run the light. You have to
2: rev rev your flashlight
0: yes. in, this and thing. it makes noise. So you have to be uh. careful not to make that noise around the monsters. But also, you can't see if you don't rev it up. So, I
2: by the way, I have one of those for emergencies. It is a. Too. Well, it has solar power and then a crank-powered crank. flashlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the amount of energy you have to expend just to get any sliver of light—it's like I'm going to die of starvation from right. the, the, it's using like, mm-hmm. up all my calories. The light by the time is just starting to come
1: work. on, and I could have jerked off every person in town <laughs> before <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so with this ridiculous. amount of energy.
2: But I'm glad I have it. Just—it's like the crank radio. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. yeah uh, man, I, let me say this. Uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 I. I, 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 I I usually have to get in the spirit of horror movies. A lot of that happens are on Halloween. I can endure kind of anything. Mm. Yeah. Amnesia is the scariest shit I've ever played, and I found a really difficult time. Like, it's a huge difference from being a passive horror fan to being an active participant. Mm-hmm. And it's it, fucked up. I've, I've never finished one of these games because they're so unnerving. So tell me what you think, because I don't know that I'll ever <laughs> touch
2: it. Well, so like, do you did you play the quarry at all? Last yeah. year when that no, came out, no. I like. Okay, I was asking games. Chris because, like, as a, as well, but as a horror fan, you may dig like something like the quarry because it's it is more just like watching a horror. Movie I I don't mean to
1: make myself sound like a horror, but like September through October every day, I'll engage with.
2: Horror. I mean, you had a you had a horror podcast. I know, but because it's, it's seasonally,
1: it means something. I don't watch Christmas shit outside of Christmas either. But oh, that'd be sacrilege. But uh, yeah, yeah that, that's sort of where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm willing to spend a whole month being scared. But those these games are the scariest fucking game. It's the scariest yeah. series that I know of.
2: Yeah. One of them has the word pigs in the title And pigs oh. just sort of scare me Which is why that Tim Robinson sketch was even scarier for me The monster pig, <laughs> Ni- yeah. Nixon pig thing That was fucked up
0: Also, a machine for pigs a Which machine. just sounds incredibly I mean. ominous yeah. It's like, did yeah. Trent
2: Reznor make this game? I was going to say, that sounds like a Nine Inch Nails outtake mm-hmm. Great song
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, great song hmm. Well, little do you know, it's the machine as a go-kart And the pigs right around yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh so I I full this closer. I played a little bit of the demo of Amnesia the Bunker and I got to a point where it's just like I I I know this isn't a dead end but I have no idea what I'm supposed to do next and I've been around back and forth around this bunker area and something's making ominous noises. And every time I crank this flashlight, it creeps me out a little bit more. So yeah, yeah maybe I'll come back to this later.
1: Oh god! Like right. I, I feel like I could only, not on a stream, but with another person in the room. There's no reason to be that scared alone.
4: Yeah.
0: When mm-hmm. it comes
1: to, I'm, I'm recommending the whole series of Amnesia, but like, uh, yeah.
2: But, oh no, they're all good. But. There. I mean that. That's the thing is horror games have gotten so much scarier. Like, cause you know, yeah. last game I worked on was the the creators of Dead Space, and I'm like, you guys sort of this genre has moved on since dead space even where like to be a truly scary game I'm like you got to play some of these indie horror games they mm-hmm. will fuck you up like these mm-hmm. amnesia games are terrifying yeah go play like, outlast yeah, yeah no 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 thanks uh-huh. fine oh uh, but
0: it's getting good good reviews it's sitting at a 78 on metacritic so
2: it's not bad
1: awesome
0: let's move it along too
2: News. Oh boy, Twitch stepped in it and had to walk it back mm-hmm. right away. So Twitch came out this week out of nowhere, kind of. I don't even know why they did this or what what prompted it, but they announced new guidelines for branded streams, which you've probably seen. Like a Twitch streamer will, you know, they'll have like a sponsorship deal and be like right. this. In addition to the ads that Twitch is making money off of during their streams, like hey, I'm, I'm NordVPN. To- <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I'm getting paid to do this stream. So they came out with a series of community guidelines for these. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like they kind of asked the opinion of the streamers making money off of this thing on their platform. Granted, but still, um, they basically I'm trying. To, so so the rules were they were pretty prohibitive. So okay, so according to the new rules. On-stream logos had to be shrunk down to 3% total of the screen size, uh, which is tiny, right? Uh, Display and audio ads no longer allowed during the stream. So, like, you couldn't host your own native advertisements. So, Twitch, obviously, that is like Twitch saying we want a cut of this if you're going to put ads on our platform. 100%. Um, Let's see. Uh, And then I think you had to – and this one I I do agree with you. You had to – um, just make it very clear that it was a sponsored stream. Like you, you kind of had to, you know, have have very uh, prominent thing being like, "Hey, this is you know hashtag ad type deal, right? Like this is sponsored." Um, but again, people didn't react to it, and so Twitch, like I think to their credit, the next day they walked it back and said, "Hey, we we didn't listen to you guys. Yes, we we'll, we'll work on these and get back to you." With what they are. It you know? was but h- they've horrible. They've done this a few times now. Like this isn't the first time Twitch has announced a policy that people went, what the fuck are you doing? And they no, it's, immediately it's, walked it's it back. Not only you know? like YouTube
1: content creators know this already, and this is infuriating if you live in our space. Which granted is not this necessarily. But uh, one of the reasons I like walked away from this was watching YouTube like overnight without asking anybody. It's like, everyone gets a a quarter, two quarter, half less than you got yesterday. Like, how are you supposed to sustain businesses like this by just making a wide swath announcement that everyone makes half their money? And that that Mm -hmm. only affected us just in, like, we started with Patreon, and then, like, all YouTubers went to Patreon overnight because, like, YouTube became unsustainable. It's why I hate these businesses. And, like, I know this is a, a thing you have to look out for in other regular businesses but like your shipping isn't going to increase by like 200 percent overnight whereas yeah this is so and then on the other side this kind of announcement yeah i get it twitch probably wants a cut of how you're making money on twitch but they weren't offering any other service like yeah if, if twitch it's in addition to serving ads if you're asking i don't know Twitch host, and you're servicing like those, what do you call them, endemic ads, which they're not. You should be, Twitch should be finding ads for their biggest guys and giving them a revenue split, and they're not. Instead, they just said, like, any third party ad that's not us doesn't, you won't get money for it. Like, ridiculous. Like, so, so in my opinion, I think they're launching some kind of program where, like, they want a cut of that money too.
2: Probably. But that's that's the thing. And I think. The issue this boils down to – Michael once told me something that like it was like a realization. It was like, oh my god, you're right. I had an epiphany when he when – he, the way he phrased it is a lot of um, like media, like websites, like, like news sites, websites, mm-hmm. they view – they don't view the page and the content on the page as the product, right? They view mm-hmm. the audience as the product right. because they're selling advertisements to advertisers. So what they go out and sell is this is how many eyeballs are – web page gets right and and twitch in many ways sort of it's a similar deal where like they think that the platform is the product not realizing like all that is is a platform without the content creators no one would come to your there'd there'd be nothing to watch on your site right or you'd have to pay to manufacture that content yourself and i think that's that's sort of where this underlying issue lies is like kind of like hey you need it is this weird parasitic relationship like the content creators need the platforms to get out there to get those eyeballs but the platforms absolutely need the content creators so that people will come to their sites you know like one can't exist without the other which is servicing
1: ads to the best of their ability but like on the podcast side like the ads we've done which i fucking hate doing if i've never discussed that like it's like Mm. hours of your life to make very little money and then split it a couple ways between a couple people. And like, just, I'm not doing this anymore. And also my Harry's, I have never had more ingrown hair hairs than Harry's razors. Fuck that. I just <laughs> oh, opened man. that thing.
2: Ow. My whole I just chin bought hurts. some from Costco. No, don't tell me my that. My whole they, chin had, hurts. they had a good deal at Costco. Meanwhile, uh,
0: I still use NordVPN and HelloFresh, which I pronounce <laughs> that way for some <laughs> reason.
1: Uh, but, but like Twitch doesn't do that to my knowledge
2: and they should. Uh, well, I guess what the point I was making, though, is, like, right now, they they rely on each other, but the, uh, is a huge power imbalance toward Twitch, right? Like, right. they have most of the power in terms of, you know, like, the percentage cut you get for subscribers, like, on your channel. It's your content. Twitch takes, like, a huge majority, a chunk of that revenue, right? right? It's not like a – and I know they have tiers and for all, different all it has know, to, people with different and levels. And that's why and I, like, kind of,
1: like, ran a – like, walked away from all this shit because, like, the second – their stock price drops. There'll be a projection, and then they'll drop your your cut, too, based on those mm-hmm. projections. And it's a fucking nightmare for these people who make their mm-hmm. livings like this. And, and but again, like to my knowledge, Twitch services ads, but they don't like come out to people and like, guys, you know, I really love HelloFresh. Like third party people do that, and Twitch isn't getting any revenue. If they had an op- like an uh, an option for that, good, fine. But they don't yet, so like, why cut? Why tell everyone they can't make money in any way they want when you're giving them very little already and offering them no opportunities? Fuck Twitch is what I'm saying.
2: Well, as an advertiser too, like the allure there for me is, yeah, I could go out to every influencer I want and do an individual deal. I don't have the time for that. That takes forever. You know, each deal is its own custom thing. Like there is an allure of just being like, hey, I'm just gonna go to Twitch and say tell them hey get me the top guys that that speak to these type of people or whatever and i'll just pay you and yes it'll be more expensive cuz you're a middleman so you're going to take a cut you know like but it, it like yeah if i went direct to the content creators they'd make more money but i we don't have that sort of time right. to, to do all those individual deals well, right and that's so that's what i
1: used to do, a bunch of third party agencies doing ads on my worst story was tivo was relaunching itself i still have like 3 tivo boxes in my house I loved the TiVo interface back then. Oh, my God. No, I'm talking, like, three years ago. And, oh, I, and, yeah. and, and I'm like, talking, like, and, and, and like, 20 years no ago. no one understood, like, why are you launching this? Everything TiVo is is in... Like, the Xbox does TiVo thing. The Xbox One did TiVo mm-hmm. stuff. So why would anybody pay you a subscription? And we had to get them, like, eight conference calls. And I just remember being stuck in a... All the third-party people hang up, and, like, it's just the influencers, like, me and Nancy Grace. And she's like... What was that? I'm like, I don't know, Nancy. Oh, my God. Why am I talking to Nancy Grace? Why am I explaining her the product of TiVo in 2020? Holy shit, this sucks. And I'm
2: like, I never want to do this again. Uh, wow. God, that brand just went away. Uh, but anyway, so Sorry, yeah, yeah, I mean, to to their credit, Even but again, an this anti-grace. has happened to several, No, Both. Twitch. I was to 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 Twitch's credit, hmm. they they did walk back this stance and they're rethinking it because power to the creator. The creator said, you know, no. The, the the creator said, we're gonna fucking leave. We will not be on your platform. Good. And they listened because they realized, like, yeah, without the content, no one's coming. But to also,
1: my site, like, you if know? you're so concerned about what money Twitch people are making outside of Twitch, start a company that makes that money that should be twitch's job mm-hmm. they should be the people coming to them with a the non-endemic ads or whatever the fuck they're called and uh they should be doing that work that's
2: your job you don't make anything you make money off of other people's work period you know speaking of other people's work and this is work that i know it's a terrible transition a particular <laughs> fan of it is a bad transition <laughs> come on i can't get can't get can't nail them all. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Yay. Shredder's Revenge is getting new DLC Yay. featuring one of your favorite characters, who? Michael Usagi? Well,
0: Miyamoto Usagi, but Usagi Ojimbo is. How I he's thought known. this was
1: a late birthday present to Michael.
2: Yeah,
0: specifically to me, because this um, is a
2: big. This is a big deal.
0: That's I, awesome.
2: They didn't announce the price. I don't think, or if it's free, who I, ca- cares? I can't really tell. I'm, I'm assuming it's paid. Who doesn't it's, want um, another
1: excuse to play through that game with their friends? Their Hell kids? yeah. Well,
2: it it doesn't just add him it adds it adds a new game mode new music. Well, I don't know if it was a
1: misspelling in the trailer, but it said okay. new characters and then hmm. just showed Yusagi Ujimbo. I um, mean, it I did show know. some
0: other characters that seem to be from his comic, so but they they were standing in the background, so I don't oh, know if they're God, actually in was or... here.
1: But yeah. again, that, like I don't know of Yusagi Ujimbo outside of the Ninja Turtles universe, but to me he's a super important part of it. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird deal, but like that's not a, you know, Laird and Eastman character. Like no, that is it's... a completely different character.
0: Yeah, Stan Sakai, and the weird thing about like, Usagi Yojimbo does not even inhabit the same world as the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Usagi Yojimbo is basically. A funny animal slash furry version of Miyamoto Musashi, who's like this famous samurai. And it's heavily inspired by Japanese samurai movies. And so it's just in, like, a funny animal version of Feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think there have been, like, a few crossovers with Ninja Turtles. I know, like, there was, like, a dream sequence where he met up with, like, Leonardo. And then he somehow made it into the cartoon years after I stopped watching it. So...
1: That's how he was introduced to Usagi Ujimbo yeah. in the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah, so for me, he's a huge character, a Ninja Turtles character. Yeah. Not only that, yeah. like, um, this this opened my mind to like, whoa, what are the possibilities here? This is Kona- Konami's not involved, right? It's just a no, doesn't. no. This is Dtemu da- da- is the yeah. is the publisher right. of this game, yeah, but but like, Ninja Turtles were purchased by Nickelodeon, and like to their credit. Kind of don't give a shit. They've been licensed, like, license happy with Ninja Turtles. They can do Mm -hmm. whatever. And Disney just acquired The Simpsons. And I'm just like, wouldn't it blow your mind to see, like, the arcade Simpsons in this arcade Turtles game? That would be cool. That would be so cool. I
0: remember they, they tried years ago before the Simpsons arcade game got re released onto consoles. They tried to do a Simpsons arcade game quote unquote for iPhone. For iPhone, yeah. Yeah, and it was like it's it's a beat 'em up but this is not the original game at all. This is something mm. new. They even called it like and The Simpsons Arcade
1: Game like you mm-hmm. bastards. Yeah, why would you call it this? Yeah, it's fucked up. But mm-hmm. that's but but to me that's what's exciting about it cuz like this isn't like a new Ninja Turtles character. This is a license that needed to be acquired and work had to be done. Yep. And that if this is an ongoing product
2: Fuck
1: yeah! Made me think of having Speaking like.
2: Speaking of a license that needed to be acquired, oh, I'm back, baby. There He's back with the Western Digital has acquired a license to make Transition. the proprietary storage SSD for Xboxes. Like that, I guess Seagate were the only guys that, for yep. a while, were making those. Those they're kind of, I don't want to call them memory cards, but mm-hmm. it's funny because they do harken back. that they're just the most expensive yeah. memory cards yeah. you've ever bought. You put it in the back instead of the front of a PlayStation. They're plug-and-play SSDs, right? Yeah. That's pretty much all they are. Yeah, but basically. The, the, they're designed to work with the architecture of the system. But I think the bummer of this announcement – so they, they, they announced a couple different sizes. Um, there's a 500 gig and a 1 terabyte. But we just assumed like, oh, okay, these are the second ones to market. They'll probably be cheaper than the Seagate ones. It's like, no. I think the 500 gig is $5 cheaper than the Seagate at $80. dollars mm-hmm. The one terabyte drive is 150 dollars. I don't even think they make a two terabyte drive, which is the Seagate version is what 270 dollars for yep, that two terabyte yep, drive. That recently
0: dropped down to 270, and the reason, like, there is a good reason that these are as expensive as they are beyond just this is a proprietary thing. Like, this isn't purely like a PlayStation Vita memory card situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This is so the the SSDs that they're using are like this very specific form factor Super that it's the same uh, type that is also used in the Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. And so like if you try to just buy like a two terabyte one of these on its own, it will cost pretty close to that 270 mark.
4: Mm. So it's
0: like they're not overcharging for it necessarily, but When you compare it to what the PlayStation, the PS Five, is offering, where like you can buy these things that are now down to like I think a hundred bucks for a fourth generation two terabyte. Uh, I I did see one on sale for like just under a hundred. And they two terabyte PS Five, yes. So those are coming down all the time, but the others are not, and so it's not competitive in terms of price.
2: Well, and like Sony's approach is like you kind of have to go online to find a list to see which ones are supported because they're not all supported versus Microsoft is like, at least it's easier. Like, yeah, these are, I know these will work because they're official. They just cost twice.
0: Well, not not all SSDs are supported, but generally if something says it's a Gen 4 SSD, that will work. It's like an M- M2
1: is yeah. the architecture that works for Sony. Yeah, and
0: NVMe mm-hmm. is the form factor. Those but, those terms are used interchangeably.
1: But. I, I guess the exciting thing in here is obviously Seagate signed some exclusive contract to sell Xbox peripherals. And that has expired. And somebody must, else is doing it. that. And that will create competition in the market, blah, blah, blah. However, every time you, you guys bitch about this, like... I got gigabit fiber. Like this is so a non-issue for me. My saves are saved.
4: Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't care. Yeah. I dump games constantly and re-download games. I don't need yeah, hard
2: drive. I don't even expansions. have to do that. I, I have the non-proprietary thing hooked up to my Xbox. It's just an SSD, but it's a storage locker for like once I've downloaded a game. If even in a Series X compatible game. If I'm not actively playing it, I just offload it from the internal storage to that storage locker, and then it's like, okay, if I'm ready to play this again, it takes a little while to transfer that file back, but it's, you know, it's I still say, like... say, it's
1: probably longer than it takes for me to download it over
2: 5 It word. could be, probably. Um, probably. Uh,
1: yeah. Again, I'm, I'm in Podunk, Florida. You guys are in California. It always infuriated me that we couldn't stream better in California because of the monopoly of the fucking internet.
2: Um, Our state's weird. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, you can you can get those. I don't know uh, who's considered better. Michael, you know PC hardware more than me. Is Western Digital generally regarded to have higher quality drives than Seagate, or is it about the same?
0: I, I don't really know that there's one that's better than the other. I They're always, about the same. My, 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 my like rule of thumb is like, look, if this is a brand name that I've heard of and that is sold at Best Buy, <laughs> it's probably reputable and it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like Dynex. That's what you should go with. The Dynex brand every time. Yeah,
0: generally, like, if something is in all caps and a nonsense word on Amazon, <laughs> it's probably just yeah, some fly-by-night yeah. Chinese outfit. Who the fuck
2: makes a Hulu st- solid-state hard drive? <laughs> I'm a Corsair man myself. Corsair, Corsair all the way. Uh, let's see. This this news fucked me up. It fucked me up so much, it's going to be our question understand. of the week. So get ready, users. Mm-hmm. Bowser was announced, like, Nintendo's Bowser, mm-hmm. like, the big... Turtle dinosaur guy, whatever. Right, Doug they Bowser, just revealed... president
0: of Nintendo of America. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. I still think that's why he's in that position. The Japanese love puns and funny mm-hmm. things. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, they revealed the age of Bowser. How you know? You guys just just give me a guess. You pretend you don't know the answer to this. How old would you have said Bowser was before they revealed this? Like, he's old and cranky. I Go think he... going after Mario and the princess. Uh, Forty seven. Yeah, You I always would have assumed as well. he's older than Mario, just because yeah. if
1: he's this desperate to kidnap a fucking princess...
0: I would also have accepted he's a
2: 500-year-old ancient dragon. Right. I don't know. That's, that's probably the better answer. Well, he is older than Mario, Chris, and this tells me that Miyamoto, he doesn't understand how age works. Again, which makes sense, he is a timeless elf of a man himself. So <laughs> Bowser... Is supposed to be 34 years old. Mm, wow. That is ridiculous. But remember, a, a while ago, Nintendo came out and confirmed the official age of Mario. Do you remember what it was? It was like 23 or something. He's 24 years old. 24. This is not how age works. People at 24 don't have mustaches. Well, you you like have that.
0: to go by anime rules, which is mm-hmm. engineered mm-hmm. with teenagers in mind. So, you know, when you're 15, you're a little kid. When you're 18, you're 19, you're an adult. And yes. when you're in your late 20s, you're old. It's you're, true. You're a grizzled
2: the, veteran at 30. Yakuza plays by those rules too. They call anyone like uh, above 35 an old man in those games. Mm-hmm. It really bothers me the entire time. Yeah, it oh. should. But uh, yeah, that is like it. It just puts a new perspective
0: on Bowser's actions. Like, man, he's he's just started getting financially secure. You know, he's <laughs> he's just. He's kind of coming out of his twenties. He's thinking about settling
2: down, and but, right. he, yeah.
1: but he owns property. He should not mm-hmm. be this desperate to find a mate.
2: He does. He owns a flying castle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's property that moves. It's, it's <laughs> like a mobile home because he can't
0: afford to buy
2: land. <laughs> That's and true. And that <laughs>
0: flying castle just depreciates year after year. It does not accrue value. That. Uh, that was the, the second I drove dad told this them. thing off the
1: castle lot it yeah. depreciated. Take a look value, land. Super Mario Land. It's the only thing that lasts.
0: Mm-hmm. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Bowser managed to rent some land in a bad neighborhood in a volcano that is not a stable place to raise a family. Who'd have thought?
1: Who'd have thought? It, like I the mean, only place less stable than a 30. volcano That's true. That's true. is a fucking American beach right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> I, right. I, I was I was joking about that with 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 Elston on thirty twenty ten just like because we both go to the same beach and like you used to see surfers at five in the morning during like a rainstorm and now they surf they're surfers all day for the first time in like our 30 years of 40 years of existence and it's like the best analogy for America that like something is really wrong here that we can surf all day now so Mm. whoa whoa (laughs) (laughs) that's that's how we address this problem we are (laughs) really that's what you're thinking of what do they do to us what do they do to us (laughs) (laughs) woo yeah let's surf Uh, yeah by the way if you're for the first time
2: in years right. if you're surfing all day that shows you probably don't know what you're doing because the reason people surf in the morning and night is because that's when there's the least amount of wind and the waves are actually good at that time. I know and then again you're on the east coast so the waves are always shitty Anyway, um, I got a clown on the East Coast waves. All right, let's see. Apple, speaking of clowning on something. Oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm, I'm back, boys. Apple announced the new. <laughs> vision pro and i i told a friend of mine i'm like he goes what is this pro like do they not have a regular vision i'm like you don't understand pro isn't an upgrade <laughs> No, they for don't apple. have
0: a regular vision
2: they don't have a regular vision pro is the designation apple uses when something costs a lot of money mm-hmm. like macbook pro all pro them means is like you're going to be forking over multiple thousands of dollars in this case Thirty five hundred for kidney shaped alternate reality goggles, so that you too, can OLED look like Macho the guy Man from goggles. Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. They are with with the weird video eyes showing people that you're using it. It is wh- who is this for? I'm sorry, because that's what a good I idea. First... I don't know who it's for, but uh-huh. I I love this,
1: but like you know, I hate it. Like the rest of you, the idea that like for the price of these goggles, you could. <laughs> You could you could buy a PS5, an Xbox Series X, a Steam Deck, a gaming PC, a Switch OLED, Game Pass, PlayStation Plus. You could do all of that. But be, yep. I think because the rumor was that Apple was going to announce a VR thing, gamers are like, well, this is a thing for me. And there wasn't no. anything in that announcement that said this is... They literally showed a PlayStation... If you want to play games, grab a... PS5 control, DualSense controller yeah. and play it like a big screen.
0: In like, the, v- the only way that I can think of that this starts to make sense is if you look at it as... If, if, if Apple is looking at this and trying to basically move the laptop to its next evolutionary step... Yes, Then it begins to make some sense because early laptops, Perfect. for those of you who might remember them, were also... Kind of bulky. They were extremely they were expensive. They awful. had unclear utility. Like what? What can you do
1: with this that you couldn't do with your Apple Two? Do you remember the red mm. nipple that they developed for the middle yes. of it? Because like you don't even oh. need an external mouse. That
2: was years later. That's that was true. like no. The, the ones Michael, I think I'm thinking of her, I would first see them in a Radio Shack. They came inside a briefcase. That mm-hmm. was their form factor. They were heavy and massive. And Chris, this was before people were using mice on computers. True. This was fucking like they were mobile. They were more mobile typewriters, basically. They were basically impractical. One word megabyte processors. of RAM. I, I do, Yeah. Here's what I want to know. So, like, I get that Breakout was a good game, but why do gamers think that Apple and Steve Jobs, it, it, like, that they give a shit about video games? They. They have not for thirty or forty years. What they brought you was the App Store and all of those it's, delicious, yeah. Mobile
0: well, type you know, games, Apple right? Arcade
1: like, is is sort of an attempt to capture that. They market. they revolutionized games in a way that is like hard to admit for a lot of gamers. Just because like it made gaming so, so like. Sorry, let me let me backtrack because what I want to talk about is like blah blah blah. It's part of me inspired to talk, inspired to talk about this. Tyler Wild, we talked about this all the time and he wrote a great article about it on PC Gamer and it's like we, we Tyler and I would always talk about like the future the future of how we engage with technology and like when you think of sci-fi movies if you watch that trailer like shit very cool like it, like if you wanted to buy right now so i said all the gaming stuff gaming aside let's push it aside and that's what it reminded me of the Xbox 1 announcement because the Xbox One's like, yes, sports. You can pin it to your thing as it's live on TV, and gamers are like, this isn't a new Halo. But if you use Mattis, I think with me on this, if you use the Xbox One early, like pinning technology, that shit
2: was awesome. Plugged in an oh, over-the-air yeah, everything antenna. Everything people complained about. I, I would, I would load up a fucking like football game in that awesome. little frame thing while I played a video game. I could multitask. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It doesn't exist on the Series X. Yeah, but people clowned on it, and it wasn't was that wanted. I, here's my thing with Go this: for like, it. at first, I I was telling Michael, I was like, dude, don't worry. This is this is the reason it's 35. It's just meant for industrial uses, like you know, fucking doctors performing surgeries across the world, mm-hmm. or like you know, like literally, like hey, someone's operating this this intensive like crane or something like that, and you or or doing like industrial design, like fucking CAD or whatever that stuff is, or or like the stuff that I I at first thought was like, oh, this is for like. You know when they work on the Mandalorian and how they will put on like those VR goggles to envision (laughs) how a scene will look. Yeah, good point. They use the Unreal Engine. At first, I'm like, oh, that's what these are for. These are for – because it's the Pro line, which are often used Mm -hmm. by like video editors and shit like that. I'm like, oh, that's it. And But then I had to admit to you. I'm like, I was completely mistaken. I went to their website. It's all – like in consumer focus. It is not – there's no industrial Mm -hmm. focus on that website for this product. It's like – Uh, You can run office apps. You can do video conferencing. It showed a guy like watching. I told you guys it's the most depressing picture I've ever seen. Someone sitting alone in a living room Mm -hmm. watching a fake movie with their headset on. And it was like the only reason marketing allowed that to happen is probably because you can't use multiple headsets in the same room because they don't know how to sync up the fucking the goggles to each other. But like they're marketing this at end consumers, which is great. But it's thirty five hundred dollars. Thirty five hundred like, yeah. dollars. That is a huge mis- misalignment of the market, right? Yeah. There. And
0: like, but but I think I think part of the problem is like we're looking at it as though it's a, just a VR headset, right? Which it's. I think they want it to be something more than that. Like I said, it's I think Google they're has. trying to push the laptops into the next. Yeah. Uh, step in yeah. their evolution because it is it is a full computer that is wearable my issue when i when i go around to that way of thinking is number 1 i use laptops for like hours a day i'm not sure i want to have a laptop strapped to my face and <laughs> oh. laptops also get really hot yeah
1: the True. Heat. now yeah. imagine yeah. carrying Shit. carrying a battery back up in your ass mm. R- oh
0: yeah also also yeah. that's the other thing i think it has like a 2 hour battery life so you you can you'd have to be tethered most of the time.
2: So that's the that's the way they regulate against you having severe eye damage. Is mm-hmm. like sorry, after two hours, this well, thing shuts itself down because it can't. I mean, my my eye doctor already told me she's like, you know, we have like we have an epidemic right now of people are damaging their eyes by staring at devices all day long, like mm-hmm. because we're not. Focusing on things far in the distance, like we're supposed to, every few hours, you know, every like it's like once an hour you are supposed to do that for like twenty minutes, and she's like, no, people's vision, she's noticed over the years, like it's getting worse. Everyone's getting kind of nearsighted or whatever. This will make that exponentially worse. Like we mm. will, we will become those people
1: spoken like
2: somebody in fucking Wally who doesn't prepare like to
1: to wear AR goggles all day, where your vision becomes your vision issues become moot because. It'll focus on anything you want, yeah, and, and right. like I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not defending this. This is something you can clown and dunk on. And the price is ridiculous, but oh, yes. in terms yeah, yeah. of watching Blade Runner, Minority Report, uh, her, like who is supposed to develop the technology that takes us to that next level? And what nobody yeah. really gives Apple credit for? They are the only company that changed our lives in the last ten years. You mm-hmm. own an Android. Doesn't matter. That co- that product did not exist until it stole everything Apple did. Period. Like, you own a Pixel. I, you don't have to like Apple, but Apple did that. They changed our lives in 2007. Period. We are different people.
2: The question I think is still out there is, much like social media, I think the jury's still out. Did they change our lives for the better? Oh, no. And I, what this feels to me is think, like yeah. it's a little bit of late-stage capitalism, like, these things might make certain things better, but overall are they going to make net quality of life actually worse? Cuz like you said it's strapping a computer That's to your face. That's terribly hard to gauge.
1: But are we more productive and smarter? Yes. Yes. We are. And 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 like the the thing I always like yell at PC ga- PC gaming superiority, it's like uh we, on the graphics end, I got no argument with you. But on the like mouse and keyboard end like you just have more buttons because this was the new laptop. this you got an, if you're old an older PC gamer like you were ingrained in this because this is how you data processed like uh, this is what you learned to use at work that functioned with gaming uh, it, it might there is no gaming implementation off the top but like it could change our lives just in terms of like gesturing and 3d. I thought that was cool We've had the ability To take 3D pictures For a very long time We didn't have a way To view them hmm. Um, hmm. Like uh, easily And and Well all, and, and, and 3DS We did 3DS th- 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 I know 3DS. we did We did But like uh, that was it That was the extent of it But like the idea of like You can Minority report
2: Relive a memory This is what Where that What that is Or at least a step Towards that I didn't watch the presentation. What, what's the controller situation with hand gestures? How is it recognizing?
1: Uh, there are downward facing cameras in the yeah. goggles. So there's no like in terms of, they announced a VR headset with no hand thing because like whether your hands are being held up or they're at your lap or they're at your side, that thing can read your hand gestures. So like I was saying to you guys, like, you know, I don't want to <laughs> abandon the convenience of a mouse and keyboard when I work either, but we all edit stuff. Maybe there's a faster way to do that. Well, I will say
0: the, the MetaQuest 2 has that as an experimental feature where you can just use your hands without controllers and it'll recognize them. And when it works, it's pretty cool. But I think there's also definitely something to be said for the tactile feel of a controller. And you know, I,
1: know, I, I don't want to take the position that I'm defending this. I think this could be Apple's biggest blunder in fucking years, like their mm-hmm. virtual boy. But I was in Costco today looking at like Man, look at that eighty-five-inch OLED TV. It's thirty-five hundred dollars. Hmm. This is an OLED TV that is infinitely larger, technically, for the same price. It yeah. just is, and it does a mm. bunch of other shit that the OLED TV in Costco won't
0: do. Yeah, it's like the specs are kind of impressive. Like a four K display
1: for yeah. each eye. Yeah, for each eye, and also like, did you not see the presentation? Like, you can watch a like equivalent of a hundred inch television screen in your yeah. living room. Um, mm-hmm.
2: And I, a lot of it's a I've little. I never liked that though when I did that in VR. I, I've, no, I've I'm, I'm never with you, yeah. enjoyed the in VR. But I've never, I've experience. never
1: had a true HD experience in VR because I've only you know I'm PSVR one and uh, mm-hmm. Oculus one. Uh, that's all I've had real experience with, but I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's worthwhile, but I, I mean, I'm saying like more in a macro non-gaming sense, which is why we shouldn't be talking about it here. Like mm-hmm. the idea, like how do we get closer to the future? Apple already changed the world. Nobody else bothered to do that. No matter how much you like games, games haven't invol- evolved or changed our life at all, or how we use things. It's been a controller situation. <laughs> Sometimes there's downloadable games. Sometimes they're in 3D. They haven't done any of that shit. Yeah. Apple has.
0: Well, I mean, you can say it's it's not game-related. I think it is the most interesting tech story of Me the week, too. especially considering that we're recording this the night before Summer Games Fest, so we won't be able, <laughs> able to true. talk about that yeah. until next week.
1: It's true. But I, that, that, that's what I want to leave like the naysayers with. Like, Who else would you expect to develop the next way we interact with technology? Uh, other than Apple, and, like, no one's really doing anything in that space, and what no sci-fi story ever told us, from Ready Player One to her to Minority Report, yeah, if you want to do this shit, it's going to be, like, five grand, you're going to have to, like, take another mortgage out on your house. <laughs> uh, but, like but like I said to you guys, like, if, if this proves in any way to be more productive than a mouse and keyboard, it'll be implemented into offices tomorrow not for $3500 a pop. Not for 35 35- Well, well it depends on what kind of work you do. That's true. That's true. Like, like
0: I I would Im- imagine like high-end creative work. Yes. If you're at a company that like, you know, spends $600 per employee to buy them a Dell laptop, something right. like that, they probably but like, won't want to see the extent 3, of our
1: productivity and that's kind of it's kind of hmm. dumb to think like that should be the standard. Like who doesn't want a workstation like me? I don't. Uh, I want a better way to control yeah. games. It'll and be like to edit so stuff.
0: much more. It's, it'd be so much better for my productivity when I don't have a, a screen that my boss can look over my shoulder at.
1: I, I, but it's like I, I was saying to somebody, maybe it was you guys, I can't remember. But like, you ever been in like your car and like you have access to Google Maps and Yelp and everything like that. But you're in your car and you got to fumble around and get to your phone and like, well, here's the step that cuts that out. Mm. Um, <laughs> why hasn't anybody Maybe. done that yet? Like, uh, like you're not—you're legally not supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm boring yeah, I mean, everybody. I, I've
2: always thought that AR, and, and I think they're calling this mixed reality, but so it, it is a mm-hmm. combo of AR and VR. Dude, um, it is
1: only AR. Like the idea that they—that that they, the rumor that it was VR is why gamers were paying attention. It's why they were so disappointed. It is only AR for the most part. It is AR gaming, that's all they offered. You can play games in the Apple Arcade with your PlayStation controller yeah. on an AR screen. That I is mean, it.
0: There's no reason it couldn't be VR. Apparently like, totally. you know, it looks like it's it's a translucent screen, it's not like that that is it yeah. is an opaque screen like you you have a screen with a bunch of cameras and yeah. then what's on the outside is like Yeah, it's it's a screen that shows your eyes and I think it, it might be like a, a digital avatar actually. It's that not is really unbelievably
1: forward thinking, yeah. by the way.
2: Mm. It really it, well, is Well it was in watchdogs too. It's, it's I know, but guy. like
1: but the idea that like that technology exists, like we're we're no one's talking about that yet, but I, I always tell that story when I was playing Resident Evil Seven, I was scared, I was scared, and then I was really scared when my dad called me on the phone and woke me out of that world but if there was a signal i could have sent to him <laughs> through the vr helmet like i'm in the ear don't bother me uh or uh, anyway but uh, i know we'll I'm, see. Well, yeah.
2: well, this uh, is the first under tim cook's watch somebody yeah. has yeah. to steve, take steve that steve jobs s- was the was the was the visionary this is the first time like most things under tim cook have just been incremental slight feature improvements of existing Apple shit. This is the first time he... And shit stolen him from him Android. Apple so, so like,
1: this to different. me is, like, this isn't stolen from anybody else. They're the only ones working in this space. On, like, how, how what's a new way we interact interact with technology. I am more comfortable with a mouse and keyboard. But, I'm like, if you told me i to edit this podcast in a different program, I would freak out for, like, three days having to mm-hmm. learn a new program.
2: Because I'm old. Uh, one of the other related pieces of news that is gaming related to this. Jimmy, it turns done. out they bought the company that designed the Mario ride at the Universal, that, you know, that AR Mario Kart ride. Yeah, the one that looks uh, terrible. Apple bought that company. Mm-hmm. So, that because I guess they are leaders in uh, in alternate reality. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. Not to say that that doesn't mean they're going to be doing gaming but stuff. Weird, like,
1: like, if, if you've been AR listening company. to like John Carmack, he is like what we have always said. Like, you can't, release the psvr 2 at like six hundred dollars uh there needs to be an early like uh, uh, a low-end adopter thing or no one's going to develop anything for this shit Mm. and i thought that was the big criticism of this is like microsoft office works in this and like maybe that's what this is supposed to be like a the different way to interface with basic shit pay bills with uh like imagine hitting a
2: thumbs up and paying your fucking light bill the bill paying possibilities oh boy well, the thing, yeah, if, if VR has taught us anything, it's like actually maybe changing the way we do things isn't – we don't need to do that. Like we we might have found the best way to do a lot of stuff. Like I hate to say it, but Could the be. VR gaming space didn't take off for a reason. Could it be. kind of sucks.
1: Well, I think it was it didn't take off because it's expensive and – uh. well, Michael and I were talking – So let's like, make it
2: $3,500. Well, that fixes but, well, it. You're right. Let's do Part that.
1: of what Michael and I were talking about, like when you got the first Vive, you have to set up shit all around your house – and like mm-hmm. it is it's, it's like building a tent before you play a game whereas this is the the but first but that's not
2: the problem VR ultimately had the problem it it's ultimately not. had is the game the game experiences were not what we were looking
1: and for and that no one's going to develop games for a thing that like 3000 people own and yeah. that's where and i see i've played this some going. AR
2: games and, and and i will say they are they're similar a to novelty. VR games they're just little they're novelty gimmick toys that's it they're not it's nothing i want to do well, for hours that, that's
0: at the, time. the thing that like People got into VR and realized like, oh, this makes a lot of people sick.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. So we
0: have to limit <laughs> the, the kinds of experiences you can have in here. We can't have mm-hmm. the same kind of video games that you would, you know, we're, we're not going to have forespoken in VR where you're running along at 500 miles it's, an it's hour. It's
1: a side conversation. I'm not a smart man in, in this respect, but I think we've kind of hit a wall with what VR gaming can do until it becomes cheaper and easier, but, like, no one's going to develop shit for something that's $600 that's not going to... or 600 or $3,500! Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. no one's going to develop anything for that.
2: Why yeah. would you? We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, I just no, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm glad
1: somebody is thinking more towards how we interact with technology in the future, and mm-hmm. nobody has made that announcement in years. Uh, and Apple did with the iPhone... And a couple people poo pooted it. I'm not paying $600 for a phone. My $150 razor is the best it could ever get. I love T9. Uh, <laughs> there were people yeah. who said that. Mm-hmm. I was probably one of them.
0: <laughs> I, I, well, I, like, I mean, I, you know, consider the, the appeal of the first generation iPhone. It's just like, this is like not even this pre-walled garden
1: ecosystem. You cannot put anything new on this. Yeah, yeah without like, steve jobs express permission mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but but uh, even then again like there were i think matt brought that up there were subsidies in place like you didn't mm-hmm. need not only do you not need the original iphone was 600 bucks yeah and you, no I, I brought that up like yeah you
0: can get it for like 100 or whatever and i remember like, yeah,
1: I, I went yeah. in there when i was like rolling pretty thick i'm like let me just pay for this in advance and they're like you can't we mm. want to lock you into a two-year plan yeah.
2: by yeah. paying this off. You are not allowed to buy this outright. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, 3500 I don't need both my kids, right? I, to, <laughs> I could just...
1: No, it, mm. makes, it, it, of it, it, it makes no sense, yeah. and there's a billion things I could use $3,500 on yeah. other than a, a, a different way to navigate Outlook, which is a program I hope I never have to use again. Mm.
2: And it's not to say it's going to be thirty five hundred forever. It's the first iteration of a thing, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. unless you're an Apple product, which never
1: drops in price,
0: it, it it has not actually hit market yet. So I'm I'm curious
1: to see how this thing does. Uh, but I, I think I think I, I wish people were uh, more thinking like, well, how we're not. There's a ton of frustrations with your iPhone. There's a ton of frustrations with the mouse and keyboard. What if we could eliminate those with a new interface?
2: hello, here's a new thing, and, like, instead it was... But I haven't heard anyone complaining about a mouse and keyboard, ever. Right. And I'm sure the the horse
1: guy with the buggy didn't complain about having to use a buggy whip every day.
0: And, I I mean, yeah, Apple products are generally, like, you look at how they structure the Mac. Macs are, there are multiple tiers. There's the Mac Pro, which is ridiculously expensive. There's the iMac. There's the Mac Mini, which we're recording this on right now. Uh, you know, th- there's there's different terms of affordability that are made possible by the ridiculously high-end
1: multi-thousand-dollar rigs that they sell. I, mm-hmm. I hate that the only people innovating the space are Apple hmm. because this should be what Google is doing. Hey, yeah. we're not evil and every product's free and like, Re- remember what everyone English
0: thought English. about Google in like 2007 where like yeah, yeah they're the company that's going to save us.
1: Yeah, like it should be a yeah. Google type company that is like making this a little this will never catch on at $3500. They
2: they did this and the, and but they did Google Glass and that didn't right? catch on. That was way less than $3500. I, I think that's, it, was, that's... it was
1: it was much more interesting. It, I knew two Google Glass people. And people yeah. treated them like pariahs in Silicon Valley for wearing... Like, they made bars where, like, you can't wear this in here, you fucking asshole. We didn't give you permission to AR There was us.
2: privacy concerns. Yeah, either. to, yeah, to,
1: to, to facial just... recognition. Oh, it's okay when Facebook facial recognizes <laughs> everything we do, but it's not okay when yeah. you're Google We Glass weren't
0: ready machine. for it at the time. We hadn't <laughs> learned to be afraid I, I know, of it. And I know, then, I know, I uh, I'm
1: not shitting on anybody who felt like that. It's just like...
0: And then get used to it.
1: I I, I want to, to fuck my computer like in her. Mm. That's all.
2: Mm-hmm. That's well, luckily, it has a camera that points down towards your junk, so <laughs> yeah. it's going to know everything. That's not going to win me any, th- any favors mm-hmm. either. No. Like, no.
1: Uh, is that all you're working with? <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need more RAM. <laughs>
2: uh, it's going to say that to you in Scarjo's voice. Is that yeah. all you're working with? Yeah. Great. I always hear
1: Matt in Scarjo's voice. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard for yeah. me. Uh huh, yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> It's listen to bonus time this week i might have come
0: get a, get a scar joe cameo
1: where you ask her to say is that all you're working with with no context but i i just I, I wish we were having a more more of a conversation about like how this is is fascinating and like that this product will be on shelves in a couple months and like how could this change our lives rather than like you know it's really expensive and i probably won't buy it mm. and apple's of Uh, capitalist fucking enemy and they are they are Uh, but like uh who else is innovating this space nobody
2: nobody i i hope maybe i'm wrong i'm just getting newton and lisa vibes Mm. with this one
1: they haven't done that since the newton and lisa every like everybody said the same thing about the ipad and the apple watch and the airpod i had to buy my second pair of airpods that is the best product in the world the airpods it's a everything they do is a fucking miracle and if you don't have it it's unbelievable and they've changed my life in crazy ways so like I'm not an apple person really uh but uh, never mind I'm boring all my co-hosts and' thirty
2: <laughs> five hundred dollars yeah that's that's the that, barrier. Sucks. Yeah. that sucks yes. that's well,
1: i can <laughs> I can't even afford a car that much so like i like I, I don't i yeah I'm not a fan of the price but uh man I do want somebody to like Never mind. Mm. Introduce a device like this that changes my life, and mm. how I use it.
2: someone do a mod that does to your eyes what they do in Clockwork Orange, because that's mm-hmm. what I want people to see when I'm wearing that fucking thing—is yes. the claw eyes, yeah. mm-hmm. just that's, staring that's, out. Because uh-huh. that's what you're doing. That's what they're doing to you. I, I don't. I sound like a fucking luddite, but it's like that is what this is. No, this no, is no, fucking... you, I,
1: Matt. I don't think you do because giving a corporation this much access over your fucking head isn't great either.
2: Yeah. And I wear an Apple watch. They know my fitness. They know what my fucking EC, my EKG looks yeah. like. And yet this one is a bridge too far. I'm like, nah, dollars like, like,
1: then... Apple knows that you're jerking off. I, I am very curious because, like, you know, like Facebook, like, buys your data from Apple stuff. A- Apple knows when you're going to Club Haunted House and it wants no, to No, no. All of my friend requests on Facebook have been fake porn stars.
4: On right now. So every time, every time
1: I go to do my manly business, I'm wondering if like fucking Apple is selling my data to Facebook. Like, uh you a Bella Donna wants to be your friend. Or, or
2: I thought her Peter, head fell off when the deck collapsed. Peter North point.
1: wants to be your best friend. I'm trying to come up with porn star. I don't Google. I porn don't know stars. any porn
2: star names.
1: Uh,
0: let's move on to the community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Last week's question was: Who is your favorite Street Fighter? And why? Uh, well, first responder on com was Darth Ander X.
1: He's going to be happy.
0: I bet he is. Uh, he says, My favorite Street Fighter is Dudley. I just love yeah. his cartoonishly dignified gentleman shtick in a game about punching people in the face. <laughs>
1: okay. A game about about guaranteeing people don't live past 50.
0: Gutter trash. Uh, his his cross counter move is cool as
2: hell, and he drives with boxing gloves on. That's that's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's see. Phys- Physician Chips says, "When I was little and first saw Street Fighter Two, I was immediately drawn to Ryu. He seemed so cool. I couldn't wait to play as him. When it came time to play it, my older brother snatched up Ryu." In, well, this tells you the version he played. And I was stuck with Ken. It was mm. it was pre-being able to play as the same character, uh, Street Fighter. As the years and games have come along, I have embraced my original consequences of being a younger brother. And as the characters have evolved and received new moves, I evolve with them. I now have no desire to play as Ryu, but have mastered Ooh. Ken Masters. Ooh, that That
1: is, again, we talk about technology. like That series has been around long enough where people have a hard time abandoning their characters because of their play style Mm -hmm. where you should like you should be versatile in a new street fighter game because like always up until recently the old characters are there but they suck they didn't receive any of the attention and balances the new characters Mm. Uh, Mm. anyway from the facebook community um uh, David Charles uh, Patfield says uh, I started on the original Street Fighter machine with giant pad buttons hell yeah I don't believe there you there was again a great thread in there someone uh, I think it was Mark he asked like what's the deal with Street Fighter 1 did anybody see this or play this and like hundreds of people responded who had played Street F- which I am not one of them
2: I never played the original Street I Fighter I mean the deal was it was just bad it wasn't a good game so mm.
0: my thing with the original Street Fighter and I you made it insured this when I went and played, so it's it's included in that thirtieth anniversary collection. Played it mm-hmm. last night. I still cannot do a fucking fireball in that yeah. game. It's just yeah. like it's just down to down forward. Like I I do this. I I've done this move thousands of times in every no, other it Street Fighter game. It, yeah. No, I cannot do it here. The
2: window way too. Sorry, we didn't finish David's answer. Yes, uh,
1: I don't think. Uh, I started on the original Street Fighter with the giant buttons. I don't think he uh, ever was playable, but Geki was a cool disappearing ninja with a uh, shuriken. Uh, it was the 80s ninja. ninja. O- also, Sagat stage music in that game
2: was awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know if Geki's ge- ever
2: been playable in any other game. Is-
1: um, most of the Street Fighter 1 characters did not Ever appear again?
0: Again, I think was one of the few. Exceptions. Gen, and I think
1: Birdie isn't like a yes, cutscene yes. Ber- or
0: no, Birdie's in tons of games. Okay, he, Birdie's a final. He was fight he, character. Yeah, isn't no, he, no, no, no. He was in Street Fighter One. He okay. he got brought back. I think in the the Alpha series, and then he's kind of been a mainstay. He was in mm. four and five. Uh, mm. So, yeah, Birdie's cool. On Twitter, at Bruce Wayne Brady, hey, says, uh, Ken has always been my favorite Street Fighter character because I love how fast he is and his kicks are so flashy. I need everyone to stop calling the new version
1: Divorced Ken or Crypto Ken
0: (laughs) and show this man (laughs) some respect.
1: You can't have that haircut in 2023 and ask for respect. It's not possible.
0: I I call him Unhoused Ken. Uh. <laughs> it, it,
2: it, is, it is the most on-brand shit that like Ryu went beard daddy Ryu and Ken just went douchier and douchier. Yeah. I mean, Ken yeah. became Ken body spray. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Meowstadon says uh, a close second is my boy Zangief, but I'm going to have to go with the peepee man himself. The playable Greek statue that is Yurian. He is visually one of the coolest characters in Street Fighter 3. A game with arguably the best sprites ever made. Forget a Shoryuken, This man does anti-air with giant fucking headbutts. He closes distance with a football tackle and is so lanky you can stand outside of other characters' range like a bully holding the head of a smaller kid punching air. Yurian is the scariest character in a corner. His super is a reflective wall where you get someone against an edge and bounce them around like a ragdoll. He is the best and yes, I I wish he was my dad.
0: (laughs) I like that. Uh Son,
1: don't put a fork in that electrical socket's (laughs) headbutt. Dead We we just
0: won't talk about what his name is if you swap the last two letters around. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) Shy Guy Fieri says, Street Fighter is not only one of my favorite video game series, but uh, also one of my favorite franchises in all of media. I have been playing since I was a wee lad, and I have followed the Udon comic uh, series religiously, and I was even partially inspired by Street Fighter to practice martial arts in real life. Ooh. So asking me to pick a favorite Street Fighter character is like asking me to pick a favorite testicle. Are we crazy about this? The right one. Always. like Always the right yeah, Always, always go the right one. Um, it's hard to go wrong with any of the classic World Warriors through uh, Ken and Cammy. Th- though Ken and Cammy stand out in terms of both play and style, along with Guile, whose theme famously goes with everything. Mm-hmm. I also have to give a shout out to Dudley from Street Fighter Three. Hey, everyone loves wow, Dudley.
2: Dudley love, yeah. He was yeah, a good pick. Not
1: only a, a blast to play as, but he easily uh, has the best backstory. Entering the tournament because the Illuminati stole
2: his car. I guess we yeah. missed that detail about it was the Illuminati that stole uh, the car. That's well, crazy.
0: you know,
1: it's 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 Gill that stole his car. So if yeah. Gill runs Gil the Illuminati, Illuminati. Then, yeah. In in general, though. Uh, I tend to gravitate towards chunky boys like Zangief, Birdie, Alex, and Hugo, and so on. There is just something uh, fun about being a big bruiser, in a pro wrestling <laughs> pro wrestling is always a fun style in fighting games. Also, because of their size, their sprites uh, tended to be bigger and more impressive back in the day. That was something Ooh. important to mention. Like mm-hmm. a giant mm-hmm. dude in a video game was oh, a way yeah. bigger deal than a two D. I
2: can play as a Bobo. Yeah, I, I I mean, that's probably why I chose Mike in Final Fight. Other yeah, than the same. spinning lariat punch was pretty badass, no, but it's like, uh, yeah, he's giant compared to the I other guys. I can finally be mean,
1: like a huge boss character. I hear awesome. about anybody yeah. in Super Street Fighter other than T-Hawk. He was so big. Hmm. Um, and he goes on to say, also because uh, of their size, the sprites didn't be bigger and more impressive back in the day, and i so excited about that Street Fighter 6 has introduced the first chunky girl with Marissa. Yeah. Huh. The, the guys of SF have always had uh, ha- have come in all shapes and sizes, but the women have re- have one body type, and That's you true. really uh, get down to it. But uh, not anymore. The Lady Juggernaut <laughs> is ready to stomp some dirty little cucks into the ground, and I am here for it. I mean, god damn! Uh, step on me all day, Marissa. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, finally, we have a video response from Full Install, who says...
5: Hey guys, it's Tom here again from YouTube Channel 4 Install. Uh, I don't know where the fuck I am. I am currently in Turin in Italy, and I've gone for a walk, and kind of lost my bearings, but hey, it's absolutely sweltering out, so who cares, eh? I'll just get pissed and find hey. my way back. Anyway, question clear. of the week, favourite Street Fighter character. It's funny growing up, because obviously, uh, British, we had a Mega Drive, so Street Fighter 2 wasn't a massive thing. I think partially because the Mega Drive pad only had three buttons, so you'd have to press start to switch between and low attacks which that was a nightmare we did actually have a six button pad just for street fighter 2 and it had a little red light on it that's exciting isn't it wasn't anything like that at the time but that ne- never clicked with me the one that did click with me now i'm gonna go this way is uh and this is gonna sound funny but street fighter ex2 plus on the Ooh, playstation nice i think it was what it was one of the first 3d ones and there was a character in that and i think her name was sharon which is the most boring name you could ever think of for a fighting character <laughs> And at the time, I always thought she had Jack's arms, because she had, like, silver silver arms. But I think it's probably just because really early polygons, and that was the style of her outfit. But she always reminded me of, I think, is it King from King of Fighters, the kickboxing character? Um, I like yeah. those two characters. They are very similar. But she was always my go-to, and whenever uh, people think of Street Fighter, or mention Street Fighter, that's she's the character that comes up, because I don't think she was in any of the others. I've never seen her since. Although I haven't really kept up with Street Fighter, but... Yeah, Sharon. Sharon was my go-to. Good old Sharon. Anyway, hope you're good. I'm gonna go... uh, I'm gonna go have an apparel spritz, I think.
1: Nice. This is really dumb, and I don't want to elongate the podcast, but... uh, uh, When I worked at Capcom, doing things with the Street Fighter EX characters was kind of a no-no. And now... Mm -hmm. I sort of know why. Yeah. Because, like, they don't... Clearly ha- don't have the rights to all of those characters in Street Fighter EX. But then there was, like, this big, huge, like, Hulu documentary on Street Fighter that they signed off on. And it was really weird. Like, all... Many, many of the, um... Uh, pro... Like, pro fighting game people, like... EX was their first. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah and, 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 like, well... We noticed this because like it started off the documentary, and like we we're not allowed to mention this, but like we're also promoting this documentary. Uh, but yeah, EX. Yeah, if you remember Street Fighter, you know there was a dead period for that for that brand, mm-hmm. and EX was the only thing holding aloft Street Fighter in a Tekken world. So like, if you if you if your first system was a PlayStation, like EX is very likely to be your first. Introduction to Street Fighter. It's it's strange to think about for people huh.
0: as
2: old as us.
1: Yeah, I can't
2: I can't picture that. I feel like okay. EX
1: is generally kind of an obscure
0: series, so that's a surprise. It to is, hear. but like,
1: but also uh, like, if I had to say what system was the roughest for, for Street Fighter, PlayStation One, like uh, real rough. Like it had a launch game that no one cared about. It had a uh, with Alpha, and it yeah, Street Fighter was not where it. Is now uh, uh, that, that's, PlayStation is where I played a ton of Street Fighter games. Like Alpha Three I was know. on PlayStation. What PlayStation One game did you not play, Michael? That's but a it's cool just point. like <laughs> it's it, it's like, <laughs> it, 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 but yeah. Considering how how many Street Fighter games came out in the 16-bit era for like just mm. Super Nintendo, crazy. Mm. It's crazy to think about. And PlayStation has like half of that. There. All right. Uh, new
0: question of the week what character from pop culture first made you feel old when you realized their canonical age uh, for me it wasn't so much when I realized their canonical age as when I went past the age when I went from the age of the son in this family to older than the father
4: Yes, go. Go. and that is, That's a good, yeah.
0: that is the Simpsons that is Homer oh, Simpson is canonically at least according to the arcade game canonically 35 years old 36. 36? Okay. I think I yeah. think all the characters aged a year.
1: So have, yeah, have aged think, like I
0: exactly one year since their ages Homer's in that like, game.
1: like, he's not 40, but I think he's 39 or something like that in, in, yeah. in Modern Simpsons. Hmm. But it, it, like I said that all the time on Talking Simpsons, that like when I started watching the show, I was Bart's age. And when I started doing a yep. podcast about it, I was Homer's age. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. <Dude. laughs> yep. Fucking surreal. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and they do that thing where, like, over the years they've had to change contextually, like, their high school years, right? At first it was like, oh, Homer was in high school in the 60s, -hmm. and then it got later and later, and you're like, oh, my God. That 90s
1: show, that is a huge point of contention for for Simpsons fans. Like, Uh, yeah,
2: just thinking about, like...
0: Homer canonically missed the moon landing because he was sitting in his beanbag chair singing "Yummy, yummy, yummy." There's, there's love in my tummy. No, they fuck That's with it every home. year. Yeah. If you
1: hadn't seen that '90s show, it places their origin in like the Friends era.
0: Yeah, they keep,
2: they keep updating the flashbacks every couple They're decades. They're animated characters at yeah. it work. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. A lot, I mean, A lot of characters do that, like Peter Parker, Notorious, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, he, he's mm-hmm. always been a teenager, and totally. so his memories of growing up change with the decades. It's why people like Miles Morales. Mm hmm.
0: Well, yeah, that that was like the whole, that Miles Morales and exists because the ultimate universe that was, you know, in the 2000s reminded mm-hmm, people right. that, like, Peter Parker was more fun when he was a teenager than when he was he a was. struggling dude in his yes. 30s.
1: Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> Peter Parker, like, in comics for most of my life, has had a four hundred thousand dollar a year job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's a lot less exciting i think he's currently like the president of a technology corporation Really, miles morales is more interesting yeah
2: yeah yeah so mine is um luckily kind of frozen in time uh because it is a series that took place in a certain era uh and when it first came on i was a very young man and i think when i really felt old was realizing i'm coming up on the age this character was when he died, um, or <laughs> may- maybe died. Uh, so Tony Soprano at oh the beginning of The Sopranos is either 39 or 40. It depends on how you interpret wow. it. And by the final episode of the final season where whatever happens, he totally gets killed. Um, he's 47. Hmm. He's he's 47. And, and you know, when you watch that show, he just... And this is starting to happen. I don't know if this is happening to you guys too, but like I see my friends on Facebook and some of my friends and I'm like, oh my god. They... They look yes. way older than I remember them. Uh-huh. Like and I'm When like, do I, I, I moved look... back
1: to Florida, and it's just like, did someone issue you Under Armour shirts and, yes. and yes. sandals in a beer gut? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. In yeah. a receding hairline? Like, what, what guy, guys
0: I grew up with congratulating their daughters on graduating from college.
2: Like, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> And luckily I I do often get the, I guess it's a compliment. A lot of people like don't believe I'm in my forties, but that does imply they fully believe I'm in my thirties, which is still technically insulting to me, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, I am coming up on like mid later season. Tony Sopranos like, Holy shit, man. Getting up there. Getting up there. So fucking
1: rich compared to all of us. Oh my God. And, 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 And mine, it was like, this only happened recently where someone started disclosing, like, let's talk about the ages of people on Seinfeld.
2: Mm, oh, like, that's right, I've and seen this. It
1: hurts so fucking much. Like, because something about, like, their 90s garb and problems, they'll always be older than me. Like, George looks
2: like a man in his 50s.
1: George, when he discloses his age <laughs> in the second season, is 32.
2: Oh, gosh, yes.
1: 32. We are a generation older than George Stands
2: but up. to be fair, again, this is back, like, remember, okay, when I was growing up, the people in my local high school, like, the, the, the boys in that high school, they all had full mustaches. They looked like they were in their 40s and were construction workers. Like, people sort of looked older in a certain age. I know, but, like, my, my life
1: still, more than most other shows resemble Seinfeld. Hmm. And the yes. idea
2: that, like, I'm approaching 20 years older than the people right. on Seinfeld. Well, I saw shit. that. I saw that one meme, and this wasn't a show that we knew, but it's the same thing with like the Mary Tyler Moore show. It shows the ages of all of those characters, and several of them are in their like our age in their 40s, and they they, they have full gray white hair. Or what is it? Was it Sherman Helmsley when he was taping? That show, he was in his like late twenties or thirties, right? But like his wife on the show was in her late forties, and they had to put age makeup on him to make him look older or something right. like that. It was. I also just learned
1: that Jason Sudeikis, when he walks off of "What Up with That," he is doing a Sherman Helmsley impression.
2: Are you? Watch serious? for it; it's great. I love it. Wow. Really. I love it or like was it was it red fox was he was in his 40s when they were filming Sanford and Son and they just had age makeup on him like, No uh, he was very dude that guy was old from the No beginning. dude when look, look it up when Sanford and Son started okay. he was he was not in his like 60s or anything Best
1: TV show theme song of all time
0: And hey I think the the one I saw passed around a while ago was uh, George Went from Cheers Norm that he was 34 when that
2: see that wow. series started Wow yes, yeah Oh, no, also, Archie Bunker, uh, Archie Bunker was like in his mid 40s when that Sudeikis show. is his
1: uncle by the way. Oh, oh, it's really? hilarious when you look at him. Yeah, Norm
2: Norm is his uncle. Yeah, it makes makes sense. Red Fox was 49 years old when they started when he started playing Fred Sanford in that oh, show. My God. 49. But but again, they put age makeup on him to look yeah. much older. And 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 at uh, even at that point
1: people only lived until 55. It's true. And, right. You know. Black people on cocaine even less time. So, so
2: <laughs> Red Fox, we, we had them as long as we could. Red Fox is <laughs> amazing. Right. And where, by the way, the site this is quoting, because I'm, I'm just getting search results from being groovyhistory.com. Groovy <laughs> you know,
3: history. The source for history. all
2: of
0: your groovy history. Brought they to you by the us on 70s Preservation Society.
1: <laughs> New news once a month.
0: Sure. Uh, Chris, have you already gone? or
1: Yes, for what? He, for, the Seinfeld. He okay, said Seinfeld. Seinfeld All
0: right. So what character from pop culture first made you feel old when you realize their canonical age? Let us know. Go to com. Answer in the comments for episode 527. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next
1: week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Uh... I, ho- I hope Kirby is like a Yoda... He's I hope he's like 900 years old. I have not looked into this, but... Is that um, what you
0: want to plug? Kirby being 900 no, years old? No, but he
1: looks like a baby, but I just <laughs> hope nobody... I, I hope people realize he... Kirby is in his late 200s.
2: I mean, all he would have to do is eat someone with immortality right. once, yeah. and he would have a yeah. yeah. score. <laughs> to... Kirby, Kirby actually ate Jesus Christ yeah. at one yeah, he, point. He, cast, he ate cast our Lord and Savior.
1: Kirby, your enthusiasm. He he, he roams around the country <laughs> looking for junior proms just to preserve his...
2: <laughs> he He's the one that's feeding off, what is it, adenochrome or whatever? Adrenochrome, yeah. yeah.
1: Patreon.com <laughs> yeah. slash laser time. Um, give us five bucks, all we ask. Not enough, not not that much, and also uh, tons of extra stuff on the on on the Patreon this week. Matt's talking about uh, Tokyo Disney and -hmm. a couple things going on in my life, and uh, man, we have a really fun episode about the Twilight Zone movie uh, coming up, and that's in addition. I'll say it now because it's already out, but uh, Brett Alston joins us for a conversation about the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park on thirty twenty
2: ten. Wow, no extra cost. I realized, by the way, after we recorded that that uh, bonus time, I didn't even get to some of the stories. I didn't even get to tell you when I went to the real world Kamurocho, Kabukicho. Like, mm-hmm. I walked down that main street and how identical it is. I got to that square where the arcade is, and I'm like, my god, like the, it's insane how, the amount. Of how many times stuff. were you accosted by random thugs? I mean, that was the only unrealistic part. Hmm. Uh, is it was only only three or four? Uh, only you, three, he or didn't or four. Didn't be Virtual
1: Fighter Five on one one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Yakuza buck.
2: Well, we did go into an arcade there, but it was all... Every floor was a different theme of UFO gacha machine. It was like, oh, we're on the Sanrio floor. The next floor is these types of characters. Like, insane. I
1: think that's how you know the Japanese won't revolt. Like, we're going to remove one claw from all claw machines, and you're going to love it. Like,
2: you motherfuckers!
1: How dare you? Like, uh, <laughs> we're going to remove one leg from all of you. <laughs> so unbelievable okay UFO fuck them. fuck them. Hmm. alright ah. anything else uh Iron Sheik. hmm yeah heart but, uh, I wanna fuck uh, for Michael's birthday I wanted to fuck his butt and make him humble but I didn't get to do that no but uh suddenly well, that's a hell of a plug am a I right
0: between us Jesus
1: uh, yeah but like enough money to patreon i could fly over there and really
2: (laughs) really yeah you showed
1: him on his birthday Uh, didn't yeah yeah how did he decide on that being his threat on twitter i don't know it it wasn't a wwe thing it was all twitter in all caps i fuck his butt yeah i
0: just remember something about like yelling at chris brown and talking about 500 dead dogs fucking him in the ass like
1: what the fuck Again, and this is like 15-year-old Twitter stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude hasn't posted in a while. No. Oh.
2: Well, no, he, he still posts pretty often, and it's all stuff like that. Well, but the thing is, we never knew if it was him because his nephews ran those accounts. Ah. So if it's him, it's just cranky old man with with funny zany sayings. If it's his nephews, those guys have mental problems and need right. help immediately. Mm-hmm. Right? You're it's telling the me worst it wasn't job you've, you've ever. Had? It may
0: not have been him tweeting out "fuck the door the explorer, Bubba."
1: <laughs> there's a conference call. Like, whose butt do we fuck today? Like, well, there's a new pizza, pizza. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, or, or Paw Patrol's popular. We're gonna fuck their butts. Make fuck them
2: the stuffed crust. Mm-hmm.
1: No, the, the Iron Sheik was very much in control of his Twitter in the beginning. Yes, mm. because it was yeah, yeah, he yeah. really only had vendettas against people <laughs> yes, he worked with. So good,
5: so
0: good. All right.
1: Oh, well. As always, you can
0: visit us online at vgapocalypse Follow us on Twitter. Our
1: butts are there. Fuck them. Make them humble.
0: Sure. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at vg apocalypse. Uh, follow me personally on Twitter at wikiparaz that's w-i-k-i-p-a-r-a-z thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week
1: Was looking for that like all day, and I couldn't. <laughs> no, I'm win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it>. Sorry. <laughs> no, Saddam keeps winning. It's more. It's, it's more, more pro Iraq propaganda from Michael Saddam. <laughs> <and> Michael Hussein <Hussein-Hopariz. laughs> Right. <laughs>